Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim, Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers. And back from an unfortunate bout with COVID is Raven. Welcome back, Raven. We love having you back. Hi, Fillmore. It's good to be back. Thank you so much. And also, I have to give her total credit. She was such a mensch. She clipped all these clips for me that I couldn't get, and she sent them. She figured out how to do it with her phone, actually, and sent me the clips. And uh, usually, I'm using my PC to break all that stuff down. And she was just a total fucking champ and sent them to me. So Raven's turning into a little tech wizard as well. So... (laughs) One thing before we get started, guys, it's been a long time since we did a breakdown. In fact, I don't even know if we've done one this month. Is this the first one of the month for us? Yeah, I believe so. The last time was in, what, November? No, I'd I'd say there was a December one, but maybe early December. I can't remember exactly. Oh, you're right. Convergence was was, the last one. Oh, I remember. There was the last week. There was one more week left in shows. That's right. That's right. And that was the last one we put out. Right. So as a result, we were going to save the New York Post article, which is now ancient history, but it's still, and it was ancient history when it came out, let's be honest. But um, we wanted the clips from the following day, but we were going to let uh, a week settle or do the first week. And then unfortunately, Raven got sick and um, it uh, it wasn't conducive to a, a, a breakdown. So so we're going to go through the 14th of December and work our way forward, unlike the last one where we kind of went reverse chronologically and we'll discuss some of it's the clips still evergreen you know <laughs> i guess so but before we do that i got to give full credit to gordon chupko from our facebook group who when i woke up he sent me a patreon link saying the shuli show is creating podcast <laughs> it, it, like pot is podcast a brand <laughs> it's got a capital letter so it says about the shuli show which is funny already. After 15 years of working on the Howard Stern show, Shuli is now doing his own show with the help of you, the subscribers. And by the way, subscribers, I guess, is also like a, a brand name because that's capitalized. We will talk yes. about the past, but the show is focused on the future. Some shows will feature just Shuli, and some will have great <laughs> guests that you will never forget. Peace <laughs> and love, peace and love. And you can email the podcast at shulipodcast at gmail.com. I'm not giving you guys any hints, but I will say... Uh, we kind of figured this was the case. It doesn't come as much of a surprise. Does it to you, Raven? No, we've been hinting at this for a while, ever since he moved to Alabama. And then he put out this cryptic, I think it was a tweet or it was Instagram and it was, don't be afraid to jump. Yeah. So apparently this was going on, but in one of the clips I pulled for you, Shuli's in it. And that was December 5th Uh or yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. January no, 5th. Man, January my brain 5th. is a little scrambled. So just be patient with me, everybody. I'm really, um, <laughs> yeah, no you worries. know, just uh, scrambled more than my usual. But yeah, December, I'm sorry, January 5th, mm-hmm. Shuli was on the show doing Year in Review, which is eternal on the Stern show. Mm-hmm. So we um, last heard from him then, but he's been... T- I've monitored him on Instagram and uh, he posts a lot of his Twitch stuff and he does all the characters of the whack pack from Tan Mom, Hypocheric, Jeff the Drunk. He's using Mm -hmm. puppets. Mm -hmm. So I was really shocked that Howard would let that happen Mm because he's taking his brand stuff and putting it on his Twitch and his Instagram. So right there, I didn't post anything because I didn't want to put his job in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. I respected 
the man's job enough to do that. But in the back of my mind, all along, I'm thinking, is he the next one to go, you know, the way Brent went? Mm -hmm. And it happened. Now, Mm -hmm. I doubt Shuley's wife is going to have an OnlyFans page. I think he's going to try and just do the gamer thing. But... (laughs) And and I guess he's been on other podcasts. Well, there's one that we had proof of with Dane Cook, and it was on Nikki Glazer's show on Sirius. That's right. So he's he's working the comedy circuit still as far as he can in a pandemic and doing this now. But um, yeah. I doubt they'll mention it on the show. Oh, God, no. If they didn't mention Scott's wife's GoFundMe, they're, they're certainly not mentioning this. But uh, so in the, th- in the thread, I'll just read some of the comments. First of all, I started off saying I should donate a buck just so she'll have to deal with me. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Kayla Roselle posted, looks like he jumped. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, there is also a thought because he is doing cameos for $95. Yes. That if we all pulled our funds together, <laughs> we could get him to do one for us. But uh, that was... Um, that was uh, uh, who was uh, Jeremy's Jeremy's idea? Yeah, Cindy Kaufman Gould says, "R.I.P. Shuley, you will be scrubbed. You will soon be scrubbed from the past, as if you never happened." I knew there would be cuts when Howard signed his contract. I'd be willing to bet they've all had their paychecks halved with this pandemic and working mm-hmm. from home. I wonder who is next. And um, Gordon suggested Benji, but I don't. I don't think no. so. Uh, no, I, I I don't agree with that. But yeah, he. Uh, that's why we've seen more of Wolfie too. Is Wolfie's been the whack pack wrangler yep. handler and he's gotten a deal with everybody but underdog lady and she like i know in my heart like she's the one i feel the worst for i think yeah and tan mom too tan mom so but i think underdog is going to be definitely really really like upset by his leaving the show or maybe not as long as he keeps in touch with her yeah which that's a whole nother thing but I'm just saying yeah. that Wolfie is the new Shuley, and he's also handling all these god-awful degenerates that yeah. we'll get into later. You guys yeah. will love it. Sam's going to have to put her earmuffs on and <laughs> <cover> some of it. <laughs> cover her goddamn ears because yeah. it's so disgusting. Tom Jornos posted, I can only imagine how aggressively Twitch fought to put him on their platform. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, other people, Charles Malacuso, Malacuso Sorry, Macaluso. I, I, I forgive me, dude. I, I, I looked. I, I'm, I'm a retard sometimes when I read. It looks like all of his years and loyalty, his loyalty and dedication <laughs> paid off. Nice. <laughs> C. A. Thompson. He weighed poop. That was serious dedication, and Howard, no doubt, will have forgotten about him by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were the first one to post. He is charging ninety-five bucks for cameos. I don't understand where the five-dollar deficit from a hundred. Does it sound like it's? Does, is it like when the stores mark things ninety-nine, ninety-nine? So you say, well, it's under a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a bargain. <laughs> right. It looks cheaper than it is, but. And then other people, uh, Dick Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Um, I love you. Uh, Raven Alexis, I wonder if he'd record one for QF if we pooled our money. <laughs> and then I, I think I said, forget about paying his dudes. He needs to pay his rent. And so, exactly. 
so whatever, like Shuli, you know, good luck to you, Shuli. We, I don't, I'm indifferent really, um, in terms of, I'm not about to bust his balls for losing a gig that he begged to be on and do for nothing, but it dovetails nicely into the New York post article from December 12th, 2020. So that had come out the week he was off, I believe. Uh, let's go back just a bit. Let me make sure of this. So I don't sound like complete knob. Yeah, it was on the weekend, the weekend of the 12th. And we right. covered, we covered, I'm not sure if we covered the 14th. I think we did. No, we didn't. No. Because we did everything up until the 9th. Yeah. Then the article came out on the 12th and it wasn't addressed until the 16th at the very end. Yes. And then they deleted a comment, which yes. I luckily, with my new technology, was able to grab. So right. we'll hear that too. Yep. So we'll read this, um, in, in its entirety. So people, uh, like you can, you can find it anyway. It's just called X, uh, New York post X million X Howard Stern staffers say multimillionaire DJ is a Scrooge. When they say the insider, I'm, I'm sure they're talking about Richie Wilson, even though I never asked him. Um, but, uh, that's that. Cause if you read some of the insider comments, it sounds like it. So I'll read the first paragraph. Can you read any of this now? Like the, in the yeah, font? Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll start it, and you we'll just switch uh, paragraphs. We'll swap them. All right. Okay. In 2018, Scott Salem, a longtime engineer for the Howard Stern Show, approached his bosses with a request. His wife Robin had been battling non-Hodgkin's lymphoma since 2013. Even with insurance, treatment-related costs had drained the family's finances. Terrible. Yeah. Salem wanted to know if it would be okay if he created a GoFundMe page to raise some extra cash. Uh, and we, I think we were still at the old place when this had happened. So I, th- I think I'm sure I gave like 20 bucks. I think almost everybody gave something. Yeah, we, a lot of us did. Yeah. According to multiple Stern Show sources, Marcy Turk, who <laughs> is reportedly very good with a knife, but only in matters of business, uh, Stern's <laughs> chief operating officers told Salem he could proceed, but no mention of the show or Stern was allowed. Salem complied, and the GoFundMe still netted more than seventy-three thousand from the show's diehards. And from what I understand, that was that was sort of the bare minimum they were looking for. They actually needed a lot more than that for other funds. So I don't know how bad off they were. Uh, next one. Stern insiders alleged wasn't happy, particularly when other employees began asking why he hadn't pointed, ponied up the cash himself in twenty seventeen. Stern was the seventh highest earning celebrity in America, hauling in $90 million, according to Forbes. Hmm. That's a lot Uh, of marbles. Yeah. Supposedly, you know, 90 million. Uh, Shortly after, sources claim Salem, who had previously been featured off air, on air, was banished to another floor and removed from show scripts. And I think that's true. We never heard about Scott ever again. No. Yeah, he disappeared and was given other jobs un- unrelated to the show, I'm pretty sure. Right, like so okay. maybe maybe engineering work, but on serious uh, affiliated shows, but not him, not Stern. Right, cutting bumpers, different Something. advertisements, sure. Yeah. Stern, now 66, reportedly gave him the silent treatment. When Robin Salem died in June 2018, Stern allegedly sent his condolences via email. A nice note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the staff's... 2019 Christmas party, Salem's new girlfriend tried to record some of Stern's remarks, leading to an altercation with COO Turk. Salem was given the boot a few weeks later. There is no indication that the events were linked. Right. 
<laughs> capping a 33-year career with Stern. 33 years. Can you imagine Goodbye. that? Goodbye. Just the push-up challenge alone should have given it, should have, Stern should have given him like 50 grand for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and they, they played his stand-up. so much. The stand-up. Oh yeah. Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> and, um... All the, all the, uh, you know, he got, he got railed on so bad. Every time there was a problem in studio, it was Scott, Scott. Yep. And he came in, he tried to defend himself and he just, he took a beating no matter what he did. He offered his ass up at Madison square garden for like a quarter million dollars, but they just couldn't get the logistics right or something happened. They were going to have uh, porn star come in and rail him and just have his face and then like a curtain covering from behind. Right. But you know, that, that I, I'm just thinking that's all talk now that I know the show better, yeah. but still they use that bit over and over for, for weeks that was brought up. <laughs> yeah. Poor Scott. And, and forget about that. Remember when just stuttering John was doing his audition tapes for the tonight show and Scott saved those tapes yes. and gave them to the show. Thank you, Thank you Scott. <laughs> Yeah, so this is Pamela uh, Anderson, <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas Cage, Cage. <laughs> the music of Stained. <laughs> I love, I love when Artie and Fred started riffing like George Goebbels, you know, <laughs> Mort Saul. <laughs> oh, you're start... making me miss those days so bad. Exactly. Um, uh, let's see, hold on. Let's see what I got here. Yeah, uh, Turk, Turk Salem and a representative for Sirius XM Stern's employer declined to comment, but the story was confirmed by multiple show insiders. Mm-hmm. This has really bothered me. It's really sad. His wife ends up dying. Howard doesn't even go downstairs and offer Scott his condolences, said stuttering John Melendez, an on-air personality who worked with Stern from 1988 to 2004. Everyone falls from grace with Howard. Yeah. I know you, you, a lot of people, as soon as you hear Suttering John's name, unfortunately, he's kind of made a joke of when you, when you see it in print, you go, oh, fuck him again, really? He is the only one that has been, like, uniformly negative about Howard for good reason. And mm -hmm. it's been valid. It's pretty, pretty much on point, even though the delivery is awful and he looks like... <laughs> you know, a human impersonation of a, a, a can of Coors, but, um, he's right. Yeah. Regardless of how many flies are landing on him during his <laughs> podcast, I still respect the fact that he will rail on Wiggy. He yeah. will say certain things and, and, you know, like how they stole from Leno, how that bit of jaywalking or, mm. um, the homeless person game mm -hmm. where they'd go up to people in the street that he has proof of all that. Mm -hmm. So I, I do give stuttering John a certain amount of respect. It's just that what he's come to a lot of people are still, you know, they're nitpicking on a lot of things and yeah. I get it. His appearance or his drinking or right. some of that, but like he even approached Shuley Remember in a hotel when they were out yep. in LA last October for the book yep. tour and he was doing great there, but surely just gray rock him yeah. and walk yeah, away. He, yeah, he so cowered. I, I, I think Stuttering John should get some credit for some of the things he's done and definitely for the time he put in on that show. And no one's going to blame him nope. for jumping ship and going with Leno for that kind of money.
except I Howard. Just, I, I don't wish bad on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, except for Wiggy and for Beef. Yeah. And maybe a little bit for Robin, but not as much. It's, uh-huh. she's just doing, she's just being a soldier. Right. But it's Wiggy's show. And, yeah. uh, all right. Um, well, the the thing is also stuttering John. Like as of the whole, the kind of the point is he just be, he can be a derelict and still be correct. It, it's, yeah. Like you know, you can you know, bums can tell you the the weather just as well as your app can. So um, I mean, it's the, it's very honest, and he's one of the few people holding up a mirror to the show and Howard in this particular mm-hmm. case. So I give him credit for that. Uh, yep. Others have others have been more blunt. I'll read the next one too because that was just a sentence. For the record, Scott never badmouthed Howard to me, probably because he's classy, afraid and classy. But I'm unafraid and classless, so I say, shame on you, Howard. Stern's mm-hmm. longtime former sidekick, Artie Lang, tweeted in 2018. Ask yourself why all of your ex-loyal servants hate you. Just sad. Yes. Great, great quote. Baby, baby gorilla. Thank you, baby gorilla. On mm-hmm. Tuesday. Stern inked a new five-year deal with Sirius. Reportedly, reportedly, not <laughs> for real, real, just right. reportedly worth upwards of $100 million a year. Yeah. One of radio's biggest stars for decades. His 2020 net worth is estimated at more than half a billion dollars. <laughs> okay. I love a lot of quotation marks in some of this thing here. Um, just it, like they're invisible, but you can see them. Yet, if past his prologue, former staffers say rank and file employees won't see their share of the spoils. And that, besides being a penny pincher, Stern was often a terror to work with. Nice. Yeah. Dig, dig, dig. Uh, worse, worse than Ellen DeGeneres, one insider told the Post. That's pretty mm-hmm. bad. That is very uh, the bad. Hall- the yep. hallway had to be cleared out before he walks down. Thank you. Was that Opie? No, it says that... Melendez. Oh, 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 who did oh, the no, 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 lockdown sorry. lockdown video? The lockdown video that Opie recorded. And yeah. Melendez says here, whose interviews with celebrities like Jennifer Flowers and the Dalai Lama briefly made him a household name. No, mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> Jennifer Flowers, the celebrity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. okay. Another comedian so, told the post that when he arrived at the studio, staffers told him not to look at the boss. We know this. We know this is true. Mm-hmm. This was all sort of, um, this was all kind of apparent, um, on the show. I think it was Jason who during the Howard Stern comes again, book promotion said, God, we, cause he was giving them shit. Like, why didn't you guys come out in the hallways? Why didn't you interact? And he's like, we were told like, don't get near you. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. That's why nobody what? sits with him at parties. That's yes. why he stood alone because everybody's afraid alone. of him. Sure. Because if you sit with him, you're going to get goofed on on the show later on for saying something, yeah. whatever. He's going to make fodder of you. And then if you don't, why didn't anybody come sit down with me? Fuck, you can't win with those assholes. Um, so I'll, get, I'll read this and then you can get the next one. Another comedian told the post that when he arrived, okay, sorry, that was the same one. Steve Grillo started on the Stern show in 1991 as an unpaid intern while a student uh, at Hunter College. He got school credit, but after six months hit the maximum number of hours. He didn't want to leave, so the show allowed him to keep working as an unpaid intern, which Mm -hmm. he did for six more years. Now he sees the situation for what he said it really was. Mm Mm-hmm. From 1982 until 1997, I was just working for free. I'm sorry. 1990. No, no worries. 
1992 until 1997, I was just working for free still as an intern. That's what my title was, but I was definitely a producer. The amount of responsibilities I had was through the roof, he said. That's slave labor. I was a slave. You can't have people work 60 hours a week and not pay them. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and we know the story that basically Grillo went to Tom and Tom gave him like, I don't know, minimum wage. They managed to get him like a McDonald's type salary to, if, <laughs> yes. if that, um, to make money, Grillo said he hustled small time gigs in New York city, trading off his famous boss's name. And which is what they all had to do when you, right. we've had a couple of revelations in the can guys that when you hear them, you're not going to be surprised by any of this. And you'll actually be smacking yourself for thinking he paid people more than he did when then you think he did. I would host a beauty contest at Hooters for 500 bucks. He said, Grillo said he and Stern were close and the host dedicated his 90, 1995 book, Miss America <laughs> to his interns and gave Grillo yeah. a particular shout out. Okay. Great. Right there. Right there. Cheap ass motherfucker. Okay. For the last four years, he has been my intern doing every lousy menial task for me for free, including getting my meals and opening the door to the building every morning at 5 a.m. because he can't open it himself. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's never late. He never complains. Bullshit. Yeah. And he always has a smile on his face. The dedication reads. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, never complains as Grillo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Grillo said there was. He was talking about Wiggy. No worries. Grillo said there was no way that Stern didn't know he continued to work unpaid. Nobody gave a fuck, he said. The situation ended when Grillo was summoned into the offices of then WKRX, um, sorry, WK, WXRK, XRK. F, WXRK FM general manager Tom Chiasano in 1997. The New York City station was the longtime home of Stern before his move to Sirius. Chiasano informed Grillo that he would be getting minimum wage. Grillo <laughs> left a year later after, sto- after the show refused to give him health insurance, he said. Uh-huh. Chiasano decided to decline to comment. Why, why decline? Because it's true. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. that over and over. I've seen a lot of Grillo talking about this. And that was, oh. that was sort of like the straw that broke the camel's back, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yep. When Stern said on a show this year that DeGeneres should lean into her <laughs> allegedly jerky treatment of staff, Melendez was livid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so was, so was I and about 50 yeah, other people I, in the thread. All of us were, yeah. My jaw uh, dropped, he said. If anybody should own it, it should be him. All the abuse he gave us and all the bullying, you take what is given or you're gone. Mm-hmm, totally. Ooh. Yep. Melendez, who also spent his first years on the show as an unpaid, quote, intern, uh, quote, unquote, said Stern's on-air persona isn't as much of an act as people think and that many of the harangues he received on air were deeply personal. When I got my wife pregnant, he told me to abort my kid because I'm not fit uh, to be a father. He said it on the air, Melendez recalled. Jesus. Yeah. Melendez is currently suing Sirius, accusing the company of using his old material without permission. The, mm-hmm. Oh, the irony. Yeah. The blurry line between on-air shtick and real life was on display during an episode in September 2013 when Stern announced that his premium pay channel, Howard TV, would be canceled. It was the first time many Howard TV employees had heard of it. They were subsequently laid off. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Howard TV. Yep. People were a little shocked that we didn't know beforehand, said a show insider. Now Howard resigns with Sirius for another five years. It stings a little more. 
just weeks before Howard got t- Howard TV got the axe, Stern dropped a fifty two million yeah. <laughs> fifty two million bucks on a nineteen thousand square foot waterfront palace in Palm Beach, Florida. All cash, by the way. We were all just sitting there going, "Oh my God!" For just a small piece of that, we could all still be working," said the insider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I know that's that's mind blowing. It really yeah. is. It's the thing is also, and before we go any further with that, what I didn't understand, I still don't understand, is how Howard doesn't understand how axing your employees actually makes you look like you're less happening. It means you can't afford to keep them. It, you you say you want to go another way, but it just looks like you know saving money. It just looks like price chopping. <laughs> it looks like you're, and so not only do you get this, engender this bad will, but you make yourself look like you're, you're making less money. That's the bottom line. Who right. cuts employees except for businesses looking to stem losses. But just the outright in their face, like buying the palace in Palm beach, mm-hmm. resigning for five more years. Yep. And at that salary, which is just so goddamn fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in terms of how you look at the world now. I'm not going to get into all that, but it's just even back then. Oh yes, you know, to fire that staff of what 15 people. Mm-hmm. It, I, like I'd that. say, I'd, I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Um, we were all okay. Stern's real estate portfolio, shared with his animal activist wife, Beth Ostrowski Stern, also includes an eight-bedroom mansion that sits on a twenty million dollar piece of property in Southampton, uh, and the fifty-third and fifty-fourth floors of the Millennium Tower, one of the priciest buildings in Manhattan. The three properties are worth an estimated ninety million dollars. I guess yeah. they're ca- so they're counting the two floors as separate, uh, separate, you know residence properties which is i guess true but each i guess the floor is the home in these this building like the floor the elevator takes you to your home it's not a two or three people on the same floor (laughs) nobody's on the floor with them nobody no exactly so how about you take the rest there insiders say the money situation might sting less if stern treated them better Mm -hmm. never going to happen no comic lang who worked with Stern from 2001 to 2009, said his old boss still carries baggage from his early radio days. He was a guy making 96 bucks a week in Detroit as Hopalong Howie, Lang said in a 2016 interview, referring to a 1980s Stern persona during his days working Detroit radio. Nobody wanted to be with him, Lang continued. Now everybody wants to be his friend <laughs> and he has a lot of anger. <laughs> See, this is, this is a case of Artie not knowing what we know, first of all. And second of all, guys, and we've talked about it before, he was making 96 bucks a week in Detroit. Yes. When he was doing part-time hours, that was 25 hours a week. And right. when you, just for inflation, it was still something like 400 bucks a, a week at a time here now. And, uh, or, or maybe more even, um, but either way. Uh, he was part-time. He wasn't a full-time employee. He wasn't who he was. And he didn't develop that until he copied m- many more people. So, and he was a recluse then. It was just, right. he was always a recluse of asshole. It's not like, it's not like he's he didn't ne- have anger for any good reason. <laughs> he no, he's angry. Shit. He doesn't, he doesn't have social skills. Right. He's never been one. He's, he could never fit in. He could yeah. never figure that out because he doesn't have the human, human qualities. Yeah. That the majority of us do. Mm-hmm. So 
So what happened, guys? Uh, first of all, we'll go in. We'll go right into that. Um, but uh, we'll go into the fifteenth. Uh, because that's when this follows up and then we'll go back into right. the 14th, which, which, Same. uh, a little, a little bit of manipulation, but you'll, you'll be all right with it. I'm sure. Number one, Wiggy starts to address the New York post Scrooge article. Not everybody signs a $500 million fucking contract for five years. And it's a great source of re well, of first of all, let's, me. let's clear that up. You know, I hate when they announce that I signed for a new contract because the media speculates on what I'm earning. None of them what know we, what I'm earning. Okay. And this is, that was Rappaport, by the way, guys, in case you didn't recognize that fucking hack. Um, what, what I love about that particular clip is there is where he's, it's actually quite telling. They said, they don't know what I'm making. I think that in that indirectly, he's saying, look, that's not what I'm getting. I'm getting way, like, he's not saying I'm getting way less, but the more you hear it, it, it factors into what we already believe. He took whatever they gave him because he had no options. And the real figure will never be announced because it'll make him lose face if it actually gets out there. And that's why he says he's uncomfortable with it, but he's not. He'd rather it looks like I got a hundred million. He, he's actually damned if he does or damned if he doesn't. That's right. Because if he is making a lot of money, then he really looks like a cheap ass. Yes. Fuck. But if he's not making as much money, he still looks bad because then his value has dropped. Completely. So he's got no winning there. He just, he wants to talk about everybody's money. Total hypocrite. Nobody talks about my money. That's right. And that's always been his stance. Always. Mm -hmm. Number two, wham, my oven repair is going to cost me some marbles. Wham. <laughs> well, okay, hey, listen, let's, I'm, let's I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what I got. I'm not going to tell you what I've gotten, but I reduced my hours and stuff. And whatever the, I can tell you in all honesty, what the media reports is a nightmare because I don't make near that. In fact, today I got to get somebody to fix my oven. And I'm like, well, they're probably going to charge me $200 million. Because That's right. It, it, it's a million yeah, dollars I, to fix this oven. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it, it becomes well, about money. Sort of <laughs> okay. That's Come such on. bullshit. That's bullshit, first of all. And when what oven trouble is he going to have? He doesn't need an oven. <laughs> He's not. When is he going to use it? When is she going to use it? You don't need an oven to cook Lucky Charms. No. <laughs> so number three, NPDV, the human target. Oh, look, I mean, I'm not. Problem, I'm not looking to charge the audience for personal messages. Video. It's it's something I'm not comfortable with. But so he was. I think this was in the middle of a cameo rant. Like some of the whack packers are making this much money, and that I, I, I mm -hmm. forget. Forgive me if I get that wrong. No, you're right. He was he was discussing uh, Rappaport and Hypocheric making cameos and the money they get, and Jeff the Drunk too. And be also so, bemoaning, if I'm not mistaken, bemoaning the fact that these guys won't do the show really anymore. Like Hypocheric, when's the last time Hypocheric was even on? Okay. He might make a call. He made a call in in December. Uh, he he was just talking about like Howard's his daddy, Robbins his grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> and uh Bowie was his uncle right and how they're family to him and how much you know kissing his ass basically looking for like some kind of christmas bonus probably yeah and he uh, was also begging people not to talk about how much money he makes yeah, after so he tells IRS us he took a first class plane ride to la or something yeah unreal un un just unbelievable that that guy's allowed to to still be alive <laughs> Oh, I, the hate I, runs deep on that. 
Oh yes, I fucking I I don't hate whack packers as a rule, but I absolutely hate hypocheric with a you you, with to. a fi- with a fire of a million burning suns. <laughs> but, um, but I whenever they mention um, that I have a new contract, it it, oh, it, it what happens? Yeah, there are more articles out well, now but- about what a scumbag I am, what a bad guy I am. It generates even this weird energy around me of uh, jealousy and I'm a douche and I'm a de- now this is the one thing where Bob D you're going to have some fun with because I think perversely he does enjoy even these negative articles I would even go as far to say he enjoys our shows talking uh-huh. about him sure and especially the deep dives that Bob does on MPD because yes. it, it sort of gives him some fodder to consider something new that his therapist won't tell him to his face Right. But he can get here and he he just he's kind of gloating in that, you know, that attention. Right. And as I've said before, I I believe Jason is like rubbing baby oil on himself, eating popcorn and ribs, listening to us and laughing (laughs) like on weed and edibles. I know that's that's an image you can have burn out of your fucking (laughs) out of your your mind. A lot. Sorry. I I couldn't agree more. No, you're absolutely right. Totally. So, Jason, you know where we are. Um, Number four, Rappaport is on the take. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I almost didn't want to resign because they're going to start making this about how much money I make and all this shit. And well, well let me let um, me just let me just defend you in this. Let me just say this to you with, with your ego. You know, like you're not going to say it because you're you're you, it'll sound no, like I'm you're uptight. Bragging. I'm uptight talking about no, no, money. But, let me, but I, you know what, Howard, you shouldn't. I mean, you, you should explain how much you made. But you're fucking Howard Stern. You're- okay, and we'll go further into this. The reason why I said he's on the take is because Rappaport, unless he's fighting with somebody, never usually gets this much time on the air. So mm-hmm. this is pre-planned. Bowie saying, "Look, you call in. We want you to talk about, you know, this and try to defend Howard." Your thoughts? It's just like Marianne or King of All Blacks calling in yeah. to cue up a segment. And yep. give him a launching pad to talk about something. That's all he does. And right. Rappaport, you know, his ego is stroking himself, too, because he likes this attention and getting being on the show. He's, a, he's an old-time fan, so mm-hmm. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. You deserve all the fucking money that they're going to pay you. Just like LeBron James and all the athletes deserve all the money they're fucking going to pay you. You're the king of all media. You created right. this fucking uh, serious XM. And... People that worry or question or why should you make the money and what you do with the money, whether you give enough to check. Tell them to suck your fucking, your, your, your Hanukkah dick. That's not what nobody's right. business. Hold on. Let me, do, let me take your advice. Dick. Everybody out there, suck my Hanukkah dick. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead, please. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I, I've been following Barstool a lot lately and the whole mm-hmm. involvement was serious. And yep. there's a new king of media and it's Dave Portnoy. of Barstool Sports, because he's raised $30 million for family-owned private businesses that are about to face going under during the pandemic, and he's saving their ass. Mm -hmm. He's donating money to them monthly to keep them alive, promised throughout the whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. He's got so so many irons in the fire going with gambling sites, with celebrities, with major people, even like you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, just Mm -hmm. big names in sports. And they have a huge, they have a huge empire built and it caters to all different ages, women, men, uh, teenagers, 
older people, gamblers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every sport you can imagine. And now they're invading cities. Yep. They're invade. They got Philly barstool. They've got. They're out in Detroit right now with mm-hmm. the Michigan barstool. They're based in Chicago and Boston. They also mm-hmm. have a fortress in New York. How can you say Wiggy is the king of all media? That is a ghost from the past. Yeah. That people need to really be aware of what's going on. And I know sports aren't for everybody, but they have other things. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like a pop culture enthusiast. So for me, it's perfect. I get to see a lot of funny memes, a lot of clips, whatever. But yep. this Rappaport is just sucking his fucking dick. And mm-hmm. it's disgusting. But yeah. he knows that's the only way he can get on the show. So he's like a part-time employee. He's Pretty much. kind of whack pack almost. Mm-hmm. Number five, complete bullshit about never talking about money with Ben. Let's clear the air. Let's, let, let's break the story. What is the real facts on the series that them deal? And did Robin get a, a bump? <laughs> you know what? I don't know what Robin got. We know, we know, we know Beth got a bump. <laughs> Um, but I don't discuss Robin's money. I don't discuss my money. Thank you, Michael. He knows what Robin gets. He knows what Fred gets. He knows what they all get. Let's, let's dispense with the narrative that he's this blind waif walking through the halls being, you know, while he is, you know, being carried on a pillow, but, um, it's, he knows, he knows every fucking dollar, every shekel goes in that, in that, where he's concerned, where that contract goes. Okay. Okay. There it is. All right. All right. Just, Thank you. <laughs> you know, I do oh. notice that if uh, I don't think this happens to people um, who like Jim Carrey, when he signed his first $20 million contract, I don't oh. know that there were articles written about what, you know, he how he wasn't sharing his money. <laughs> well, because he doesn't run a he's not in charge of a station that requires lots of employees to keep him going. He has an agent, a lawyer, uh, like a handler. And mm-hmm. maybe security and that's it. And he pays them and he pays them enough to stick around. That's the point. Howard's not quite understanding and Robin's not quite understanding or willing to admit that Howard's just been a tight, a cheap fucking tight ass his entire life. And by her own admission, according to Stuttering John, has told people like she, she's herself gone on the Tonight Show and said, I'd love to be your co-host. I'd love to be your, right. you know, your sidekick. And imagine Wiggy hearing this, watching her Tonight Show appearance, knowing that every one of his fucking staff would leave if they could could get, could get a better gig, which who wouldn't, yeah. you know? And then well, John, who actually does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know exactly why he's angry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, just it was make weird. Sense. Yeah, it's weird, but it brings up a weird vibe, and I hate it because, uh, you know, in my family, money was never discussed. My father would not discuss money with me. You didn't know how much um, he made. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> you, you just lied. Mm-hmm. He knew. He knew how much his father was making. I'm sure he found out pretty early on in life, because his father was the only breadwinner. I'm sure he heard discussions and whatnot. And we've heard him over the years say he only made twenty five thousand a year. Which right. do do the math, guys? From nineteen whatever sixty something, <laughs> you know. Do the inflation. It's it's quite a lot of money Ben was making at that time. And he he didn't discuss anything with me, honestly. My <laughs> life was my life was pretty dismal. Uh I was prepared for nothing. I I mean my father did not like talking with me. Uh if I brought up money or a fantasy about one day I'd have money, he would yell at me and scream at me, call me an idiot. Uh so, you know, there's a lot of discomfort in my family about money. 
and uh, and making money and supporting a family was something I never thought I'd be able to do in radio. <laughs> because you're an idiot, and Ben knew it. <laughs> That's why there was no discussion. They hated you. Fuck. So the next one is a clip I've used in a recent... Uh, we've used this... This will be the second time using this, but I believe the first time uh, that you guys are going to hear it. Major bullshit about NBC firing and not having any money saved. Right. When my daughter was born, my first daughter, I was in a panic, had been fired. Uh, you know, I didn't have any money in the bank. I didn't have a house. I didn't own a thing. I didn't own a car. I owned a car. That's what I owned. Uh, radio is a very, very treacherous business. He is 100% full of shit. NBC yes. fired him, They, but he, they had to pay him for the next two years of his contract. You know what he was making? 400 G's a year. Right. Outrageous. And Come he did on. have a house, and yes, he had a car, and most likely it was the one Ben bought him to go to college. Right. <laughs> you know, so he's full of shit. And not having any money saved, right, like you were a spendthrift in 1985 and 84, but you weren't uh, a spent, you weren't, you know, fuck you. Fucking Give me a break. Awful. Uh, okay, number seven is a short clip. Unco uncomfortable talking about money, but hey, Anderson Cooper, what did your mom leave you in her will? And so I become very uncomfortable when people discuss, oh, money, because you don't go into rate. If you're thinking of going into radio to make money, you're going to be so fucking disappointed in life. And the last one is the clip you sent me. God bless you, Raven. Wiggy's boyfriend, Ralph, calls in to defend his honor. And this is a long one. So bear with us, guys. Hey, now. Hey, it's I, without it. mentioning names or anything, I just feel so bad for you when I read these articles and people discussing your money and these angry people, these incompetence, drug addicts, people you gave incredible opportunity to, it makes my head explode. How do you... Incompetent drug addicts. Okay, so he's got to mention them. Keep in mind, guys, again, this is Wiggy. Can't fucking address it himself. Needs a caller nope. to bring it up for him so he's not the bad guy. Raven. I just want to repeat that this was deleted from the replay. Yes. This is a Marcy Turkism that never would have seen the light of day had I not caught it before the, while it was still on my phone and went back and was like, this might be something good. And I wanted to send it to you immediately because I know mm -hmm. you don't get stuff for a day or two. Yeah. And I thought this was really big. So yeah. Thank you. Technology. <laughs> just, just Take in that, case. Marcy Turk. Take that Marcy Turk. But what kind it. of stupid, what kind of stupid editing is it to, to, to leave that, to take it out of the replay, but not the other stuff that he mentioned about these articles. Like he, va he mentions vagaries about these articles, mm -hmm. but now Ralph's getting specific. And this is the second deleted Ralph, Ralph ism in two months. Yes, exactly. Yeah, including two the more recent one, which, months. which, which maybe we'll get to in this episode. Maybe not, but we'll definitely by the next episode, next breakdown. Yeah. Ralph is on meds, by the way, we found that out this week. So he's a little unhinged. He says he's got a case of the SADS. He's um, taking uh, Wellbutrin. We'll get into it. But I think he was taking this back in December. So he was just like a, a live wire going off. And mm -hmm. maybe he went a little too far. And, you know, I'm sure he was given like a general idea of what to talk about. But yeah. let's, let's hear more. Yeah. How do you just not want to? I mean, I'm sure you do. Oh, but please. You don't okay. Listen, you know, in any organization, there are people who are disgruntled, and that's that's their problem. They have to live with it. Uh, I'm not going to sit and discuss people who used to work here. That's not my role, and it's not uh, fair because 
they're not here to defend themselves and all that kind of thing. So, you know, get, and not yeah, the end neither. of the day. Was Andy Dick there to defend himself when you were ripping him as a new asshole from when he was on the Greg Fitzsimmons show and you shadow boxed a fucking tape of him for about, mm-hmm. I don't know, an hour? You fucking cunt. You, who gives it? And, and by the way, articles by these people who don't, you know, who who just are completely blind to everything that they've done and the opportunity they've gotten. Well, and listen the money. to me. That pisses me off so much. Opportunity. When people start, yeah. it's, it's like that. It's like that expression when people go. Because um, I've been tapped to do some writing for a few magazines in the past, and they'll go, I go, and and I've refused because they don't pay. They go, well, you know, it's good exposure for you. I go, fuck you. Go to TGI mm-hmm. Fridays and get, see if your exposure gets you a burger when the bill comes. Nice. I said, no, no, you write your own shit or pay me something. At least something to say that money was sent. Mother, even it doesn't ha- If the person agrees to the amount, well, boom, you've done it. You've at least on principle made something off of your, what your, your wares basically. But when I, the minute you mention money, a lot of them just skulk under because it's the modern era. Everybody wants something for free. And you know, I, I think that he operated on that. We'll give you plugs. Who gives a fuck now? What plugs? Steven Singer, is he selling more jewelry? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ralph. Fuck. I don't. Yeah. I swear to you, I don't spend a minute worrying about it. I, we just passed a minute. (laughs) Couldn't give a fuck what people think about me. You don't like me. You don't want to work for me. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. I, at the end of the night, sleep fine. I do. Um, I think uh, I, I think I've done admirably in life in terms of that. So, you know, well, I don't really I give you. a sh- Oh, my God. Go ahead, Raven, please. He's done admirably at fucking over people, at stealing content, at stealing bits, at being a real fucking asshole to people. A real cocksucker who doesn't give a shit about anybody. And you heard him say that. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Look at this guy. We know who he is. When, oh. you, when, when you say, I don't care, and then you say, go fuck yourself, aren't you kind of going back on yeah. what you just said? Just a little <laughs> bit? <laughs> you oh, don't you know. People... <laughs> That's wiggy logic. Come on. It's just like uh, Jimmy Jump in King of New York when he comes out of the fried chicken restaurant and goes, forty-seven fifty. Fuck you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Have, and that's what pisses me off. That's not the person you are. And people right, read that you. and they think that. And that just pisses no, me they off. Don't, you know? People, who cares? Yeah, who yeah cares? you can't do anything about what people think. Listen, you know, it's really weird. The other day, uh, the, the, the New York Post wrote an article that I'm a scumbag, you know, because I'm. Uh, oh, there's so... a toxic environment here. Uh, oh, God. Now they're all got it. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen this. We've, we've been in this movie so many times. Well, come on. We got to pat him on the head, and you're going to be all right. Little Timmy, or whatever the kid's name in the corn f- sends people out in the cornfield in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely great. <laughs> they're all going to pile on to defend him. And, yep. and give them the old pat on the back and just say, no, no, no. Just, it's, a, it's a form of derailment and distraction. Yep. I'm really listening yeah. oh, yeah. from it. Horrible. And then, and the, yeah, it's <laughs> so, so terrible. Away. Everyone yeah, works for me. I have a terrible time here every day. Uh, yeah. I, by the way, I can't get rid of anybody. Everybody's been here like 40 years. <laughs> That's how toxic <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Couldn't get rid of the Howard TV crew, could you? Fast enough, it seems. Fucking, fucking dildo. But I, I laugh because... Like, come on. The, then I laugh because on the next page it was um, Howard Stern could be making millions of dollars with his paintings. Uh, you know, it was, I was like, <laughs> oh. I don't know whether to well, love those guys. Who are we going to believe really exists? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. 
Uh, oh, Ralph, don't worry about it. I can't remember who it was in our in our Facebook group, but someone posted the exact um, sketch that Howard copied from and basically doodled. Like he took Howard's yes. watercolor and showed the with the exact same flower that he took the the template from. Which some people are saying, well, now he in Reddit, especially, oh, he's actually pretty good. If you see his watercolors, they're not good. They just aren't. Uh-uh. He, at the most, he takes a, he prints out or you, cause you have filters on your phone. You can take a, um, a picture of anything. And then some mm-hmm. of these are apps. You can make it into a sketch. You can make it into a watercolor, oil painting, whatever. I've got shitloads of them that I use for certain effects on my photoshops. He could easily have printed off something like that from a photo he took and mm-hmm. boom, <laughs> it's Tracy. <laughs> if you've Real- ever seen any any of his like uh just doodles that he's done or yeah um like a like a just a quick sketch that he's drawn of like even just a person like a baba buoy or a bell yeah. it just it it's so god awful i can't even begin to like describe it but mm-hmm. there's no freaking way what he's doing is his own it's a paint by numbers it's a tracing Yep. It's just, it's not freehand by any means. Or it's even an app, even it's, even if it's a, a Facebook, like a, a photo that right. he just rendered into watercolor and said, I watercolored this. I, yes. I'm more apt to believe that because he's ultimately, I believe us, that too. he's ultimately a lazy shit guys, guys and girls. About it. I, I don't even care. It's okay. I'm so beyond it. It's okay. I mean, well, I, I really mean it. Friend who, yeah. Well, well, I really mean it too. It does. It does bother me. And I know that's not who you are and disgust me and fuck them. Yeah, fucking idiot. Listen, they got to sell newspapers. What do I care? All right, Ralphie. Later. Okay, last bit, guys. Thank you, Ralphie. You know, the the thing that's really amazing every time they do any of this stuff, it's the same list of people with the same Uh, same losers. Drag these losers out. Yeah. Oh, good. It's fine. It's fine. I don't give a fuck. Nobody's a loser. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, but I allowed two, three minutes of my show to tell me exactly how much I didn't give a fuck. And Robin, they must love Robin talking about them like that, the the, peop- the aforementioned people. Jesus. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, when she came to Artie's bedside after his suicide attempt. Yeah, after not uh, even... Or no, like, I'm not s- even... Yeah, she did. No, it was her me... and Tim Sabian. She... Yep, and then Artie came to her bed when she had cancer. Remember, that's Absolutely. the last time he bumped into Wiggy. Yeah, by so total he accident. went to her on her cancer bed, and mm-hmm. now she's calling him a big fat loser. Nice, yeah. very classy. Yeah. Now we're going to take you back a little bit. One day in in the past, in uh, December fourteenth, <laughs> Raven was nice enough to send me two of the longer <laughs> segment of Ronnie's dildo reviews, and I, after hearing them a little bit. I'm sure you guys will thank us for not playing the whole thing, but if there's anything more in there that Raven feels she wants to talk about, we'll do it in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't have the heart to torture people that much. I think these two sum it up and just take this and multiply it by like 20 because this was five minutes worth of an hour segment. Of an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, just, so is this part of the whole keep Howard happy mandate? Like, let's do yeah. g- g- gay, g- like basically gay dildo, f- like ass play. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie or he could, I mean, it could really, be straight. Ronnie's a straight man, but he, he does all the sexual stuff yet. So he does this dildo review. Later on, we'll get into his porn reviews. But even those, he does like gay porn reviews or just weird fucked up ones. Yeah. So. 
let's start with this. And y- you know, it's all downhill from here. He's, he's we start 70. off with a serious thing. <laughs> he's 70. I know. This is what they resigned. Yeah. <laughs> this was what Jennifer Vitz couldn't do without. Jesus. What was plan B? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So here we go, guys. We're doomed. So we asked Ronnie to put two brand new lifelike dildos in his ass and review them for us. And you know, Ronnie, he's up for that. And mm. he got his girlfriend involved. And anyway, so Ronnie's in a room where he can't hear the show. And what he thinks the dildos are, are just the new model of fleshlight dildos put out by the fleshlight company. Uh-huh. What we're going to reveal to him live on the air are that the dildos that he put in his ass were actually exact replicas of I got to stop it there, guys. But um, yeah. this is, first of all, fake bit, fake reveal. There is no reveal. Ronnie knows full well what all this bullshit is. It's scripted. Richard and Sal's right. hard cocks. Oh, no. So we'll find out which cock Ronnie prefers. <laughs> and, and, and now listen to this, what we, the trouble we went to. We sent pictures of Richard and Sal's cock to the people at Fleshlight. Then they had master sculptors take measurements. When I'm talking about like hundreds of pictures of their cocks. And every measurement was taken. Was it like Miss Christine from the GTOs making plaster casts? Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) This hundreds of photos. These are, you know where these are going. These are going in his private collection. Fuck yeah. These animals that work for him. Mm-hmm. They have sold their fucking souls. Yes. And this is what... Uh, they're both married with kids. Presumably. And, you know. <laughs> but this this is just beyond ridiculous. So let the there ugly a, continue. There was a time where I thought Sal was pretty much not doing that stuff anymore. And then suddenly it reemerged. Yeah. Like there was a good... I, I'd say maybe even a couple of years where you didn't see... Was that what sort of the... Marcy Turkier, like, let's try to get, let's try to curb that. And then he decided, no, I want this. It's hard to say because like they were doing gay stuff in front of Rappaport in studio. Not like, I want to say a year or two ago. Right. Or, and then earlier this year, Sal was able to put his balls in his ass. Like it was just, I, I, I I know there was a period where they cooled off on the Richard and Sal gayness, but it's just, it's come, it's come back around. And now, even if they're not doing stuff to each other, they're still doing stuff that is a huge part of each segment that will go on for an hour. And they have, you know, people. So here's a question. You have the video, you have the video component, right? It's not, is is it an Uh add-on or does it, does it come with whatever you, your subscription? Well, the video component is usually interviews. Yeah. They'll, they'll let you see the full interview. Right. Um, if there is some kind of stunt going on, yes, you might see it. I really didn't search this up. I wasn't, <laughs> okay, I wasn't, no. I'm not a derelict, guys. I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> I am just like reporting the news. I'm a stenographer. <laughs> I can't. You're a roving reporter. <laughs> yeah, I I did not search this out. If you'd like, I can go back and look for it. Um, okay, could you? But I think. I, yeah, yeah. I just ahead. wanted to know. I just wanted to know that if there is the video component, do they show their actual genitalia or do they mosaic and no. stuff? No, no, it'd be blurred out. Because the but old would... Howard TV shows, they showed everything. 
Yes, but this is different. They don't show it. They they blur enough, but usually they're fully naked, so you've got like awkward shots and you know, like a guy naked with just his socks on or something, or a, a Winnie the Pooh where he's got a shirt but nothing else. I don't know. I'll, I will look. <laughs> just I'll, like the I'll report so, back later. So they're ripping off the Red Hot Chili Peppers Abbey Road EP now, I guess. Every detail. So what we will be Every... seeing is an exact replica. Every vein, the Sal's foreskin, it's all an exact match. Oh Ronnie my has goodness. But Ronnie has no idea. Now, for reference, keep this in the back of your mind. Cock number one is Richard. Cock number two is Sal. This is some kind of demented Pepsi challenge. I, I don't even, can you tell me which one feels better in your ass? We blind, we blindfolded a number of, a number of people on Ellis Island just to see which ones they preferred. It is, it's ridiculous. The detail they, that he studied these cocks. He has to say cock, 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 like yeah. a million oh, yeah. times during this segment. Yeah. The count was like well over a hundred. It's compulsive. And he gets so descriptive and I tried to save you guys from most of it. So you're welcome. <laughs> Raven, Raven was our smoke screen. Who will he prefer? Will he prefer Sal's cock? Or will he prefer Richard's cock? Now you saw the cocks. Have you, you've seen them. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> First of all, Richard's cock has a big, thick head on it. You've seen oh, it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck Christ. Why do we have to hear any of this? Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, like a I don't mushroom know. mushroom head. Mushroom head is. <laughs> right. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. And Sal's has like drippy foreskin all over. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't know any of my coworkers' dicks, what they look like, uh, the veins. I can't describe them. Sounds like he could draw like a fucking, uh, he could sketch them from memory. Wiggy. Those he might be able to draw straight by hand, uh, freehand. Um, I warned you, and it's <laughs> 10,000 times worse when they ask questions to Ronnie. So I don't think we're going to go back and cover any more of this. Let me just let you guys know. Yeah. I have um, just a couple things here that Wiggy wanted to know about was mm -hmm. when Stephanie pulled the dildo out of Ronnie's ass. Was there brown juice all over the lube? Okay. Ugh. Did he, uh, second question, did he douche before? Third question, what was the smell like? <laughs> and fourth and final question, was it easier to shit afterwards? Oh, Thank you. Good night, everybody. Have oh, a good day. Fuck. I'm just like throw up in my mouth. Jesus Christ. And Sam, I'm so sorry. When you listen to this, I, I, <laughs> I hope you have a trash can nearby. We should put a warning on the, video a disclaimer. On the podcast. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff I saved you guys from. It was just too much. I couldn't. You get the gist, right? Ronnie's a good sport. He's playing long. He's not going to be a limo driver ever again. He's moving to Vegas. For anybody that wants a Ronnie update, here you go. He's going to do sex reviews of toys of movies they're having a house built out in vegas it's going to be done in like july but all his content's going to be zoom and he's and wiggy you'll hear one of the clips at some point that i pulled doesn't know what he's going to do with ronnie well i think it's pretty clear based on this and the porn reviews that he's got mm -hmm. it all lined up so 
okay, don't worry, so... Ronnie's not going anywhere, even though he's retired. But they'll find a way to pay him less because he's say... not performing his usual duties. So right. <laughs> duty. So they're going to say <laughs> that this was, you know, a pay cut or this is a, a, a step down from what he was doing. But I look at it as like you should get ten times more for doing this shit. Absolutely. Than any driving or security faux security work that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you think they give him like a, a here's here's twenty five thousand a year to do this and kind of and then fuck off. Yeah, pretty much something something like that, because they won't use it all the time. But when they do, you're getting an hour of you're basically attending a Gigi Allen concert without the music. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's awful. The idea that this is some kind of this is evergreen. <laughs> it's ever brown. Um, it is. <laughs> we're going to go into, um, number uh, December, January 4th. So happy new year, according to the schedule. Um, then Leslie West, unfortunately passed away and, uh, I wasn't too upset, even though I was, a, I actually was a big mountain fan. I have to agree with Wiggy on this, but he didn't know anything about the band other than the basics. He's like a guy that just discovered guitar hero and is listening to Mississippi queen his entire life. He knows a couple songs, but their best album. for those of you who are listening, this is an off topic sort of um one of my, my favorites was the uh live album from 74 i believe uh and the road goes ever on and there's a 17 minute version of nantucket sleigh ride that is just mind-blowing and the sound that felix and and leslie got with the sun coliseum pa heads are un- unbelievable i have a friend he saw them in concert twice and he said and back in the in the earlier days and he said I almost lost my hearing. That's how loud they were. <laughs> they were. He said I was ringing. Was ringing for for at least a day after that concert. But he said there was one of the best live shows he's ever seen. So rest in peace, uh, uh, Leslie. We loved you. A lot of us did. And um, you're going to hear the worst eulogy ever, part one. Like three weeks before he died, and we were emailing each other, and the the gist of it was this: Leslie told me um, that he was working on music. That he was going, he had this idea to re-record all of the mountain songs, and I told him, I, "Oh Jesus!" I told what a, him, "What a tribute!" <laughs> yeah, that's classy. that's your that's your fucking classy tribute. So let's keep going. I made some notes about Leslie here. Let me let me get them. I can't find them. I must have thrown them nope. out. Imagine that. How is that possible? <laughs> Asshole. He loses everything. Can yeah, I just but... tell you that ever sure. since he's had to print out his his show outline or notes right there have been easily once a week he can't find something it's just gone it's missing so he'll take a commercial break and then or play a song until the staff can email it to him and he can print it out again because he is a clueless fuck 79 iq do you think and this is just a shot in the dark but do you think this is his way of um killing time uh, like, like, fuck you, serious. You wouldn't give me more money. So now I'm going to do whatever I can to fucking doodle my way through this bullshit, uh, you know, contract. I, I guess. I mean, he's got the segments laid out in like 15 minutes, 30 sure. minutes to yeah. like in quarterly segments of an hour. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I don't know. I, who knows what this play, with this show. Okay. Play Good idea you- though. No, I just, I just, it just occurred to me that when this kind of stuff happens, it's almost like uh, sometimes it, with the Zoom, especially in the past year, and especially the first two, three months they were on Zoom, there were dropouts like, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like uh, East LA High or something like that. There were more <laughs> dropouts than, you know, it was, um, it was amazing for a company that 
you know, say gives him so much money and they had such shitty technology that they couldn't bother, you know, they should have just been recording shows, but it also makes sense that he is a disorganized asshole and useless, right. a useless tit. So I could see both sides. Yeah, but I didn't throw them out. Uh, so confused right now. Hmm. Hold on, give me a second. Because I really put some thought into this. <laughs> you couldn't go off the old fucker. <laughs> ah, fuck you. I hate this. When is his contract over already? <laughs> Why would I do this to myself? First day back. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about that. He uh, had two weeks to prepare. Two weeks, yeah. The Leslie notes are? No, no, that's right. I'll wing it. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's not too amazing, actually. It's pretty pretty un understandable. And at the end of this clip, he goes to, he throws to a break, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> literally he spends a minute and a half. That's why I thought it was just like this wasting time thing. Cause 90 seconds looking for notes that should be there. If you're some kind of, after he spends so much time saying, you know what? I care about my audience. I really do. Uh -huh. Me that I sit down and I lose things so rapidly. <laughs> Let me take a break. I'm going to look for them because I don't want to. Uh, yeah. This was, you know, you probably had some good information to give us about Leslie. Things yeah, I do. Know. Yes. Yes. That's right, Robin. You know what happened, How? And now this is the, okay, he's doing the Pat Robertson Jr. Is it Pat Robertson Jr.? I think it's the senior. Senior, okay, sorry. Not a fan of Pat, I don't know. Oh, well, well <laughs> either way, but he's actually, he's actually doing the impression he used to do for, um, it's the same impression he did for, who was Bill it? Bill Clinton. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. So this is his shitty Clinton impression, retooled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> repurposed. No, I just spoke to God. Yes, Pat. <laughs> a homosexual sneaked in here and stole the notes. That's no. what happened. Don't you realize yet? No, a homosexual printed the notes. <laughs> so many years that it's all the homosexuals' fault. You want to talk about Leslie West? They don't want you succeeding. They're gay. All right, thank you, Mr. Roberts. This is so weird. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay so the next clip is real quick oh number three the fox pilot bullshit once more he helped out our show he performed on our show so many years ago i got offered to be the late night host after joan rivers kind of the, the fox had given her a late night tv show to go up against johnny carson and fox met with me in private said it's not working out with joan do you want to take over the show blah 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 no, they did Why? not offer you, they did not offer you this bullshit. Like I am by, mm -hmm. by the way, guys, just a quick plug to our show that if you new listeners aren't aware, you're going through the uh, episodes one by one. Eventually we'll get to our two part saga of the, um, Fox pilot, the initial first pilot walkthrough and we do a video walkthrough. So that one's definitely a YouTube recommendation. Uh, I mean, well, you know, if you want to be amazed by how awful it is, um, and we go through all the documented, uh, the lies, what he said, what he admitted on, on Arsenio that it, it was never offered. They just literally tested to see what he was like. And these were never meant to f uh, see the light of day. So this wasn't an offer. This was an audition. This was a test pilot. This yeah. was a tryout to be on the team. And you know mm -hmm. what? He didn't make the tryout. No. Nope. Didn't work. Sorry. Nope. Long story short, I didn't have any interest in it, but 
I did do. <laughs> I didn't have any interest, so I oh, filmed right. five five test shows. <laughs> do a late night show pilot type situations, and Leslie was my band leader. Yes. And it was great because I, I wanted chaos. I didn't want like the band leader who like kind of stood there quietly. He didn't know what he fucking wanted guys. You watch it. You'll see exactly what it was. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. It was shoot from the hip bullshit. And no matter what you hear from ex staffers about how they thought it was funny and they thought it was good and wacky or whatever, even when you go back to 1987, it was shit then. So listen, watch for yourself and listen as you, as you see fit. So the next part is one that I thought was, I, I, when I heard it, I didn't quite hear what you guys heard, except at the end, uh, it, basically, um, he, oh, this, this first part, number four, the music poster this. gets, he gets humiliated at Westbury. Um, right. and, and that, that isn't the one I was thinking of, but it's the next clip, but I'll play it anyway. So I'm like learning it. I'm, and then, and Joe goes, okay. And Joe, you know, Joe was back in those days. Hi. So basically he and Leslie and Sam Kinison, they were all supposed to go on stage at Westbury music, music fair, or music center, what a music fair, I think it's called. Yeah. And, um, and, and play and play Rocky mountain way. And he's told the story many times and he was just humiliated yes. because apparently they, uh, <laughs> they didn't, <laughs> he was on stage, but they, they filmed it twice and they, sh- they only showed the footage that didn't show him. <laughs> so he was humiliated. <laughs> He's like, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. You, you, you understand. You get out on stage to do Rocky Mountain Way, and I have my guitar and everything. And I said to Joe and, and Leslie right before we go out on stage, I go, dude, just do me a favor. Turn my amp off because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to fuck up. <laughs> so instead, they turned their amps off and they put mine up to like the full volume. And now this is what I was going to ask you. Why, if you knew you don't play guitar, you don't play, you don't play guitar, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're embarrassing. Like you just know you're going to be an embarrassment. Why would you agree to go on stage assuming they're going to turn down your, your amplifier and all this, but and be a poser. He was happy to be a poser. He wanted to be on stage, but he didn't actually know. Yes. He, he didn't belong up there. Is that correct? He, exactly. He wants the rock star credit without yeah. the rock star talent. Yes. So do you remember when Rob Zombie opened up? <laughs> <laughs> for private parts yes. and they performed on stage and they had them all decked out like Rob Zombie all dusted over and right. dark long coats yeah. well he's just lip syncing and thrashing and his hairs in his face you can't even read his lips if he's actually si- like congruently singing along with the lyrics properly Right. so that's always been his motive is he wants the rock star appeal and hair and look but he has nothing to go along to match up with it. But so this only, is not, what we get. And these guys, that, these guys were great. They called him out on that shit. Yeah. Not only that, but he doesn't even, it's not even like he has the knowledge of the music to get, Mm-mm. get away with like, Oh, I'm into rock. Like Eddie trunk, Eddie trunk doesn't look like a rock guy, but he knows his music. Yeah. He knows heavy metal. He knows he's actually a really good, a bit of an aficionado, but he was also very likable. And, but he doesn't try to dress like, you know, no. <laughs> he doesn't try to dress like rat in order to get his point across. <laughs> We're trying to release a new album. Like, I mean, you know how many people are waiting for the, the long awaited rat albums that we never heard. Fuck. Oh I'm on the stage before Sam Kinison comes out. I'm doing Rocky Mountain Way and I'm the only guitar in the audience. Being here. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing. I really didn't. I mean, it, I was so frazzled. I walked off the stage. It was theater in the round. I walked down the aisle. After our triumphant song, so humiliated that I, 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 I thought I was walking back to the dressing room. I walked, I opened the door. I was out in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
This is perfect. <laughs> the visual to that is just amazing in my head. Like, yeah, this guy in this moving. long dark trench coat with hair everywhere is like this dork looking, <laughs> and he's he's like an ogre, you know, this hunchback like looking yeah. around. Right. He he's got no. He's just he's hitting like the alarmed exit door and probably setting off right. fire alarms. I used a, I used a um a reface uh, the reface app. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Hold on. Oh, love that. Love I used that. it for <laughs> the perfect. Hold on. The perfect thing was he. I, I made him look like Gene Simmons in the Licky Lick It Up video. So there. there <laughs> <it is. laughs> I didn't see that. Please put that in. You gotta you put that in. That can is all. Awesome. Can you see that? I saw it. I hadn't. I saw so many that you did, but I didn't see all of them. Okay, no, that yeah. one I didn't upload, but that one was just perfect because he's got the poofy hair, the pink shirt, the like yeah. chiffon. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely fake. Anyway, let's play the rest of this clip. Hugged down the wrong aisle, and I couldn't get back in. I couldn't get back in. I'm out in the cold. It was like a winter. And I'm standing there with my rock and roll clothes and my guitar <laughs> dressed up like I'm a, a rock star. That's wild because Joe could find his way back to the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe got back. Leslie got back. The one the one individual who was straight couldn't get back. Straight? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, incidentally, guys, any dropouts you hear during these clips, that's strictly the torrents I, I downloaded because for whatever reason, um, sometimes these uploaders are, I don't know how they're getting them, but um, the, that's that's whatever their app was that they used to, to, you know, to capture it. Yep. It happens on the app, too, and on the live show. You're so kidding. It might not, yeah, no, it might not be the torrent you're getting. It, it could just be the actual serious broadcast. Wow. <laughs> Fun fact. We know at least they're putting money behind it. So number five, Wiggy upset that Fred actually knows something about Leslie. This is the the clip I was referencing. Just got to it early. And Fred talks a little bit about it. I didn't clip all of it, but just enough to uh, show you that Wiggy gets a little upset. And he started playing that, and the rest is history. That It affected Martin's playing for Aqualung. It affected Deep Purple. It affected a lot of people. Randy Rhodes, was, he was his hero you know, to uh, Leslie, so... There you go. Fred, uh, no offense, yeah. but are you trying to outdo my obituary? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I just, I just, you know what? I just loved him so much. What can I, I say? I know he's such yeah. a great friend of yours. And, you know. I think that Fred was actually amazed he was allowed to speak, number one. So he kind of got carried away. And you, did you hear him? The immediate goes, not at all. Not at all. Like, it sounds like right. he's in mortal fear of pissing off this wigged, you know, cartoon. There's a piece of Fred, I think, that really enjoyed showing off his knowledge. And then yes. he realized he overstepped himself yep. with too much information that yes. was actually very interesting it and was, tied yeah. together a lot of different bands. Mm -hmm. But he knew. <laughs> you knew. You went too far. Yeah. So, yeah, he had to, he had to backtrack on that. Yeah, and if the, those of you who are not, uh, it's, uh, not aware, the history of Mountain is actually pretty fascinating because... Um, Real quick, the, I believe they had only had three gigs under their belt. Their third gig was set two gigs under their belt, and then the third gig was Woodstock. So Leslie at 19, this monster of a fucking guy, uh, playing to 500,000 people. And you know Hendrix played to 50, 
by the time Hendrix went on stage at Woodstock, Woodstock, this crowd had split. It was just garbage there. Hmm. And uh, so so he paid the price by being the big show and closing it out. Uh, but Mountain were one of the hits, and they were never included in the Woodstock movie, but some footage yeah. resurfaced. I, I remember reading somewhere that um, um, they had lost, like one of the cameras fucked up. And so footage from Mountain was del- n- discovered way later, a lot of wide-angle hmm. footage. You can see a, v- a version of the vagrants uh, beside the sea uh, on the YouTube, which is fantastic. Yep, go ahead. Well, that's funny because in Wiggy's Wig Visionist history, he says that the agent talked Mountain out of being in the movie. So was it I, I, just lost footage or was it that they didn't sign the deal? It wasn't anything about any deal that I ever heard of. I think it was absolutely that because the footage was, man, it was fag- it was fucking fantastic. It was really, really good. And the sound was excellent because it's soundboard recording. But um, as far as I know, no, it was footage that was lost the same way the footage for Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus was lost for 30 years in Ian okay. Stewart's shed. And they found it like <laughs> literally a reel to reel. Uh, yeah. like a 35 millimeter print was in, uh, his shed and then they had to fix it up. But a lot of people thought that the who, the Rolling Stones didn't like it cause the who showed them up cause yeah. the, the who oh. were fantastic. And that one bit was amazing. Anyway, sorry guys, music, uh, music talk. Uh, number six, long clip about the Crypt Keeper and the company he doesn't <laughs> keep. We'll see how long we can get through this. I do. I'll tell you how I remain thin. One of the things I do is I do control my eating now for breakfast every day, the same thing, lunch. You know, very. I only have four options for lunch that are all low-cal. And for yeah. dinner, I, you know, four days a week, I really go minimal. And then the other thing I've done, even during quarantine, I uh, three days a week, I work out with weights, which are, by the way, when I say weights, yeah. I might as well just lift my arms in the air. Like, <laughs> I use like three oh, pounds. Oh, <laughs> Okay. So, and this one got Bob D this one, I think is of interest to you because he kind of repeats this later on, uh, in the next few days or the next couple weeks, there's a similar rant about what he's eating and what, what, what Beth eats more specifically, but I think you'll get a lot out of it. But, but, um, but I also get on the Peloton every day, Yeah. not every day, day. three days a week. And because also this to cue, to cue you guys in, there's a so-called, this, this is fake caller called Sarah who was basically there to fluff up his ego and say he looks mm-hmm. great and this is what he did. I, I should have played that but it was Man. so obviously a back office caller and uh, telling him that how good he looked. But uh, this, uh, I think this was the clip but uh, I only clipped the, this particular part. And I walk on a treadmill. You know, you gotta hear this how, how I've gotten. Um, now with this quarantine hey, look, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not that hard for me because I'd rather just sit in my room and paint. And now I have the perfect, uh, you know, if I'm sitting and painting, the time goes by. I'm not looking to do anything but paint. So it's the perfect antidote to any kind of loneliness that most people suck. See, I kind of get what he's saying, but he's always been this reclusive asshole. So we always always did say that COVID was the perfect solution for him. Just keep him away from other people. And however, Bob D would argue that, no, he's he's only going to get worse by himself because he doesn't have anybody keeping him in check. Yeah, it's going to be the Howard Hughes syndrome for sure. And that's where it comes out on the show with like scat and crazy, um, just (laughs) cock and ball torture. Yes, you know, that's the, later on. That's later on. Describe for sure. your describe your arching ropey load, and and he gets he just goes off on these really dark places sometimes. But 
the the fact that he's home alone loves it. When he yeah. says he's on a treadmill, right? I just picture a skeleton yeah. puffing down, you know, at like <laughs> half a mile per hour. Yeah. And and he's probably got like an almond dangling in front of it that he's trying to reach out <laughs> towards. But there's he's he's watching a show. He's this, all this guy does is watch TV, I'm telling you, or mm-hmm. movies or some uh webcam boys or some yeah crazy dark shit on the web but the fact that he you know he thinks he's a painter yeah he might be painting but it's got to be shit there's no way there's no way it's the stuff that he's presenting as his right i think uh anything he can he loves being by himself absolutely loves it yeah and you know we got if you give a If you really? give a five-year-old pots and pans, are they a drummer? Yes. <laughs> well, the other the other thing is, guys, and we'll we'll discuss it probably in another type of episode with Bob D, like a a, a psychological, another one of those breakdowns of how Beth is basically crumbling to pieces. There, we've already sort of touched on it with other breakdowns and other episodes, but um, it, it's it's amazing the the psychological, I guess, horror movie that's going on in their house that involves just the two of them and probably no help. Um, I don't believe they, they, maybe they do have like a basic house staff, but I don't think like what they normally would. Yeah. I think that maybe there's like a clear the decks kind of like clear the hallways where they retreat into their bedrooms and then someone will come in and stock the fridge, Mm -hmm. wipe down the kitchen, do all the like, uh, food stuff for them. And then, you know, then they're left kind of on their own. But I, yes. it's possible. Who is doing all the animal handoffs for beef? You know, yeah. she's got multiple people coming to adopt animals out of her place. So they've got to give, you know, according to Wiggy, they're getting litter, food, toys, a box, a towel, yeah. and yeah. like a, a bunch of bullshit. And then you see these pictures of these people holding the cats in the box, mm-hmm. but you don't see Beth with them. So that leads me to believe that Consuela is handing off the cats and getting all that cat package together of litter, food, whatever their special um, instructions they might have, you know, clean this eye, but don't worry about the other because it's gone. And uh, teeth are going to have to be removed because he's got bad breath and we fed him way too much food that was low quality. (laughs) But other than that, yeah, they're, you know, they're there alone. And then there's, you know, Juan outside doing the landscaping that, yeah. you know, Beth will sit by the pool with sometimes. Right. So. And Consuela's on, <laughs> Consuela's on filming detail. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, there's, okay, so Matthew Schultz, who's been killing it now with his photoshops, by Matthew the way, Schultz. a.k.a. Eric Clubfoot. You can see it on our Facebook page. He's doing like a lot of Blu-ray disc um, uh, parodies, uh, covers, and the artwork is stunning. Maybe something like uh, the movie Outbreak, but um, with, uh, you know, Beth in a hazmat suit handing off kittens, like hanging by their tails on their hands. Um, oh. Because uh, something something like that. I mean, yeah. the, one, the one he did recently with Parasite, the Korean movie, and uh, it's actually really, really good. It's a lot of little there, straight cats walking around. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of, of Beth in a suit that she took like back in March, April or May. In yeah. the beginning, when everybody was scrambling for supplies and sure. they showed up with like five suits. And by the way, they weren't hazmat suits, no. even though he called them that because he's a 79 right. IQ. They were yeah. bunny suits. <laughs> they were just typical <laughs> bunny suits. They come in packs of 20. Yeah. We, 
you know, I've seen them in the place where I work and they're, they're not that expensive, trust me, but it's just being able to get them at that time was a very big deal. Yeah. And they were, you know, all about, that's what they used to do whatever they had to do at the time. So yeah, Matthew Schultz, if you need help with that, love to. <laughs> Your mission should you choose to accept, accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice you want is, is well-deserved and happy to do it. Yeah. Buffer. If you paint, you want to be alone anyway. You don't want anybody making you fucking Painting crazy while you're... do that for everyone. It does it for you. Well, that's all that matters to me as long as I can get through <laughs> this thing. And I'm doing just fine. And that's why I paint and I... and I, It's all about him. I, and, I, and I'm doing just fine. And, you know, but one of the things I said with this pandemic, I said to Beth, listen, with the beginning of it, we started in March, you know, it was quarantining. We would take a walk every day outside. Now right. that's disappeared. I haven't you, been that outside. irritated the hell out of you. I think I think this is the point where he says he hasn't been outside in two months, and I believe exactly. it. Exactly, correct. Yeah. All you did was yell at people. I hated it. Now <laughs> I haven't left my house. You don't even go outside. Nope. I haven't left the house for two months. I've only been indoors. I feel like I'm on another planet. I've been in like <laughs> Mars. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm one of those guys. You know when you see those movies, they go to Mars and they have to live and there's in a nobody controlled there. environment. There's... One thing, he mentioned Mars and my mind immediately went to Fred. And then I realized we've heard this whole, this whole two minutes, nary mm -hmm. a sound clip. No drops. Nothing. Drops have disappeared. You, you, be, you be the judge because you hear it. You hear the whole show. And so does so many people in the wonderful Mockery Thread guys. Shameless plug to join our Mockery Thread on uh, when he's on, on Facebook, um, uh, Raven usually runs it, but loads of people are involved and there's so many pseudonyms. I don't want to leave the pseudonyms. Out. Amazing group. Amazing. Yeah. But he, the drops have pretty much staggered, trickled to a halt, haven't they? They, they come up during some segments, but there's also segments where Wiggy's like, Hey, Fred, we're, this would be perfect for Robin music. Why aren't you playing the Robin music? Yeah. And it's like, Hello. Fred, yeah. wake up, Fred. Yeah. I need you, Fred. Earth to Fred. Right. So, uh, yeah, the drops have trickled off. That's why when we hear one, it's such a big deal in the live thread mm -hmm. because we're not used to hearing them as much. And, yes. you know, that's his one job. One yeah. job. And so you, you might wonder if he's still alive because you don't hear those things. That's why we no. have the, uh, like, uh, he's going to look like, who's the kid, the guy Milton? Is it in office, office space with the red yeah, uh, Milton was stapler? Who, Wants a stapler and sits in the basement. Yeah, that's Fred. It's curious, though, when they do the Ronnie porn review and there's mm -hmm. all these, like, sex sounds, you hear a lot of drops. Yeah. It's almost like he knows exactly when to do, like, the cheek masturbation and sure. all the, and the screams and the yelling. And you don't know what's from the video and what's him, but some of them you can pick out. Right. <laughs> Nobody there, and like you're in a dome that has oxygen right. and stuff. Like I've got heat, yeah, and like, you know, yeah, right. food, and that's it. <laughs> and 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 I feel like I'm on another planet. And I gotta tell you something, I've never been less neurotic. I've never been more relaxed. I realized what mm -hmm. was giving me all my anxiety. I don't even need a psychiatrist anymore. I'm telling you, all of my anxiety came from Thanks, having bro. to leave the fucking house. Um. Yeah. Right. That was just, um, it was only that. <laughs> I'm not buying any of that. No. His neuroses is 10,000 times worse. Yes. But he's happy not to deal with other people. That part is a truth. Yes. It's just, he is going bizarro 
in that house. Mm-hmm. It's an empty house, humongous house. And he's stuck there with Beth. And we mm-hmm. know Beth can't keep a conversation going. God, no. So what, what, you know, what is he doing? Like, he complains when people try to reach him or write yes. him a letter. Mm-hmm. Yet he says he was talking to Kimmel this week. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think he's just watching. He's just binging shows mm-hmm. and just. I, I I just have to believe he's sleeping like half the day, probably 12 I, hours a day. I would I would say so. Absolutely. And something is like there's screws coming loose in that head. I can see it. I can hear it when I listen to the show. I was going to say, do you, do you think uh, like what, what would you say? I guess this is really too hard to answer in any form. Like we're not, we're not uh, armed with the right tools, I guess, to answer this properly. But I want to ask anyway, Go ahead. When, when he doesn't, when he does go completely schnutz, um, what do you think it's going to manifest itself as? Do you think he's going to like lock the doors and lock, like lock them from inside and outside and bolt things down with hammers and shit or get to pay someone or get Beth <laughs> to do it? Do you think he's going to hurt himself? Do you think he's going to hurt her? Um, um I, I picture more of like a panic room situation if he doesn't have one already. Okay. And lots of guns. Um, probably... The type of person that, you know, even when he Zooms with people, the camera's covered. Yeah. They can just hear him. They can't see him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the hair is going to get crazier. I think there may be a full beard coming. I'm not sure, but the self-care is going to drop off. He's even mentioned that he hasn't seen the dentist. So in the back of my sick mind, there's that hope that, like, he gets a tooth infection that he doesn't take care of. Yeah. Because he's too lazy. (laughs) Yeah. And... That we know the teeth are connected to the heart. And, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to wish bad on people, but like something of discomfort enough where he's got to go somewhere in public, Mm -hmm. force him out of that house. Something is going to happen to him health wise. He's going to have a cancer scare. He's going to have a tooth infection or an ulcer or something. Something's going to come up possibly that might put him over the edge and it could be a health scare or his parents' death. Yes. That more li- would force more him out likely. of the house too, I'm pretty sure. I yeah. don't know though. That's a okay. tough one. That's Thank you though. Great question. Yeah, no, I just I just wondered how like what 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 your take would be on that because I the way I see it you're right that's probably the most likely thing uh, closing himself in and just yeah gathering arms and also putting like tin foil over the windows so there's no light coming in living like Elvis when he did in the last few years and uh, just TVs on like shitloads of screens. Oh my gosh! Anybody and I know Jeremy watches Better Call Saul. When Saul's brother Chuck went wacko. Uh-huh. He did that kind of thing where he was locked in a house with no electricity, uh-huh. no nothing. And right. because he believed the electromagnetism was, was hurting him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's such a great, it, it's such a great show, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the better call Saul fans out there. Hey, um, that could be wiggy in the future. Yeah. Well, it, it's just as valid a theory as any, I suppose, because what you're hearing now is really, uh, I mean, it's, it's so, okay. We've talked about it. He stopped relating to them. He stopped being relatable to the, the common man. I don't know, 30 years ago. 
uh, if he was ever relatable. It was after the divorce uh, that went, really went into the toilet. Yeah. When he became Hollywood Howie and started embracing, you know, I don't know, <laughs> clubbing when he learned how to drink when he's 40. But, <laughs> um, but uh, now it's just, it's, it's morphed into something even more unrecognizable as a human being. So, Bob D, have at it, sir. I hope you enjoy this one. I, I'm afraid of the world. Wait I don't minute. like it. Have you talked to your psychiatrist about this? Yes, I told yeah. him I love it. I don't want to leave my house. I feel so relaxed and good. And what I did he say about this? Does he say, Howard, this is not a good thing to be attached to your house this way? He didn't seem to mind. I think also he might just, because he's so stupid, he might just get caught jerking off on like a live webcam and it gets uploaded somewhere. I'm not joking. Like he, he, I think oh that, my gosh. That, that could totally be, and that would ruin him. That I'm would, getting so excited just imagining that right now. <laughs> it, it would, I would pay off. so much for that. Like I'm, I'd drop a thousand dollars just to see that. Holy <laughs> crap. Can you imagine the fun we'd have with that? Yeah, or like one of like uh, one of Ralph's many goddamn like Polaroids of him finds its way to the page six, <laughs> like it did with the Max Wright guy from uh, the Alf. <laughs> I already told that great story about Max Wright, oh, the father yeah. from the Alf Max show, getting yeah, and um, he said he got she got fucked up one night, and beat up the Alf doll. <laughs> he beat the shit and they out had to the get Alf. a whole new one. It took them yeah. days. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great story. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I just, and, and I realized even going to the psychiatrist gave me anxiety. Now, if I do it on Zoom or something, it's fine. Because as soon as I'm done, I'm in my house. I didn't have to pick my you ass didn't up and travel. Yeah. I don't have to travel. I don't need Ronnie taking me anywhere. I realized also he, the reason why he'd get anxious going to the psychiatrist is not just because he'd have to move and go somewhere and get out into a car and exit a car and go into a door and close that door and touch the doorknob and all this bullshit. <laughs> it's because right. he's got to come up with whatever bullshit he's going to tell the psychiatrist that day to get away from actually getting better. Yeah. He always said he was performing yep. at the psychiatrist and his life is so goddamn empty. Mm-hmm. that it's he's got he's probably pulling stuff out of shows yes that he can use as conversation pieces to the psychiatrist yeah to come off like a human mm-hmm. yeah i realized some of my anxiety was just sitting in that fucking car with ronnie <laughs> i mean yeah. i mean I, you know i go hey ron I, I, i'm sorry but i gotta go somewhere <sighs> you'd apologize for having to go somewhere yeah yeah, and then even like, you know, and then I'm like, oh, you know, Ronnie, I got a this is so. Oh, for fuck's sake. I, I'm surprised Lies. Ronnie didn't drive. I'm surprised Ronnie didn't drive him off into a cliff <laughs> or speed up, turn his seatbelt on and say, Howard, you don't need your belt. Hit <laughs> a lamppost. Hasn't he been living in New York City for like 30 years? Easily. I mean, since, okay, since, w, since WNBC, so let's do the math. 15, yeah, 35 years, more or less. So he is aware of New York City traffic. He's had Ronnie driving him for yep. decades. Mm-hmm. None of this adds up. I, no. I, that's why like, we just shake our heads, roll our eyes, and post a GIF. Because right. there's nothing else to do. It's like, come on. We, we see right through you. Just Right. Serious, hire us. <laughs> Your <laughs> listeners will get much more amusement. <laughs> relaxing. 
I don't have to go anywhere. I don't want to go to the psychiatrist's office. I'm fine talking to him over a computer. Do you think you'll continue to talk to him via computer when you can go back? I am telling you, I do not believe, even after the pandemic, that I'm going to leave my house. <laughs> I love it. I don't want to leave my house. Yeah, I, I, I believe you, too. I agree with that, too. I think he loves it. I, he, I think he really does love it. He's um, relishing it. Yeah. Like, but, just but for soaking years, it in. But for years, I think I, I'm not sure exactly what it was because he could he really he should he's too stupid to realize he could have done this, you know, 15 years ago when they first started Sirius. They didn't need to be on location. They could have all done it remotely, and it wouldn't mm -hmm. have mattered. Yeah, J J Thomas proved that quite adroitly. Oh, stop it! Uh, and Beth feels the same way. Get oh, out I'm, of here! Lie. You're never going to see yep. me again, <laughs> except this way. <laughs> this way you'll see me, which is fine. What's the difference if we see each other you, face to face? You don't want to go for a good meal at a nice restaurant? No. I mean, that would that I enjoyed that, but I realized I had anxiety about that. Like, oh, I gotta sit there and then when it then when it's over, sometimes we'd go with people and they want to continue talking or they want Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean they, they, but he's being honest about this. Total projection by Robin there. And how is it not possible after a year? I mean, a year of not going anywhere outside your house or the beach mm -hmm. to not go a little crazy in your head. Yes. How is that possible? Like, I was home for 23 days of going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And when I finally did get out, it was like, oh, wow. oh yeah, exactly. You know, rainbows were surrounding sure. me. And I was Patrick Swayze and ghosts going to heaven. It was like, <laughs> oh, I love this. Best yeah. feeling ever. Yeah, I realized I'm an extrovert. I like people. I like going out as much as I say I hate people sometimes because there's ignorant ones. But he just has no skills, no right. skills in the real world. And he doesn't have to use them. Now, just wait until if he does go out into the real world, mm -hmm. he is going to be 10 billion times worse than he ever was at social skills. Completely. Forget about Hampton's parties. Forget about the galas. Forget about the bullshit. You know, mm -hmm. Tony is coming to the house to give him a wig and the dentist is going to come to his house. They're going to install a dental chair in that <laughs> fucking bowling alley before you know it. It's, yeah. It's just so many possibilities. I don't know. It, you think he has like a John Gotti had an actual like barber salon, like in his, in his, uh, one of, <laughs> built at one of the clubs oh. at the rave at the Raven night. And, and the, the, he had a barber fix his hair every day, a hairstylist, good John Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think his nut is so big? Why do you think we don't know how much money he has to dish out for this and that? It's because he has all these specialty things brought yeah. to him. Yep. Beef gets uh, net a porter. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I think you're right. But yep. she gets uh, first line designer clothes delivered to her in the bags that she lets the, ca the cat's claw through. Yeah. Um, she, you know, probably has hair, nails, makeup people coming to her. Maybe not makeup because her makeup's really bad, like Sam says. And yeah. Sam would know. But I'm just saying, like, her nails are done sometimes. And I, I used to get my nails done before the pandemic. So, so, I'm, so I'm aware. <laughs> what? So are Howard's. His nails are done sometimes, too. Oh, I'll, I'll put yeah. that picture in. Go ahead. Sorry, that, I didn't mean to derail you. Yeah, put that in, please. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, they, they are rich enough to have all that brought to the house.
even mm-hmm. if it's outdoors with, you know, gowns and double masks and goggles and whatever gloves. Right. I don't put anything past them. Yeah. Well, the the thing there was a there was a TV. I wouldn't say starlet, but there was this old TV actress uh, who passed away probably in the last ten years, and she wasn't found for like a month, and she had a bunch of cats. And I know this is a disgusting story, guys, but the cats started to eat her because there was no oh. food left for them. And so imagine uh, after, like, yeah. it was just disgusting. That's how she's going to end. And he's not going to know about it. When she ODs on Lucky Charms and Adderall and fucking wine, uh, the cats are just going to have like a feast on Beth. <laughs> I've never oh had, po- God, I've man. never had po- Polish cat food. Um, and so... Pebble- Pebbles yeah. is gonna get so fucking fat because Pebbles fucking hates her. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's the way it's going, and he won't know about it because he'll be too busy watercoloring nudes of Ralph. Oh my god, <laughs> Matthew, oh, Schultz. Matthew Schultz, just do the uh, the uh, what do you call it the 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 Sistine Chapel, the man touching God, the. Uh... <laughs> oh no! Let's let's do the one from Titanic where Leonardo is painting Kate Winslet naked on the couch with the necklace. Let's have. Wiggy painting Ralph naked on the couch. <laughs> Perfect. I might gonna have to get add that app again and start from scratch. Okay. I'll drink and I'm like, fuck this. I just want to go home and paint. I just want to go home and watch Mandalorian. I just want to be in my house. I love it. I just don't want to leave. And I was like that as a little boy. I- that, okay. um, he might be right about that. He was an introvert for sure. Go ahead. He was doing puppet shows in the basement. Yeah. Girls making him drinks and showing Playboy mags to his friends. He was not alone as a kid. He's talked about all the different interactions he had with other kids and Mm -hmm. Camp Wellmet. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, showing Playboys to his friends to get them hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, my mother would say to me, why don't you go play at your friend's house? I said, they'll come here someday. Someday. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Let them show up. I've always been like this. I don't like the outside world. I don't like going anywhere. Hmm. That's who I am. I've, I've accepted it. I haven't left the house for two months. I mean, not even to take a walk. Like a pharaoh in a tomb. Wow. Uh, uh, so, Bob D., you're going to have your hands full with that. Um, uh, the next day, guys, is January oh, yeah. 5th, 2021. Now, a lot of these, these were all... Raven clips. So these are kind of random. Mm-hmm. I don't have an order for these, except that I know that which ones go together. Uh, the first one, should we do this one? Yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. the stones that, won't that, do my show. That's, that's how they started. This is the correct order. If you start uh, where okay. you are. Ah, uh, the Rolling Stones showing off that musical talent of theirs. They're too important to come in on this show, though. <laughs> They've never done this show. Next, too big a deal. Keith Richards, too. Too big a deal. Then why should they do the show? I mean, Paul McCartney does the show. Neil Young does the show. <laughs> he is so bitter about this. This isn't the first time he's bitched about this. Wah! The Stones hate me. Yeah. No. The Stones know what a shitty interview you're going to do, like you did with Elton, like you did... With Paul McCartney multiple times. Yes. Like you've done with um, Led Zeppelin. Yep. Like you've, oh my gosh, let's just, we, we could go on forever. 
Oh yeah. Just Everyone throw, from throw Machine Gun Kelly to <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> even even back in the day when he interviewed Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots. Sure. He just was digging, digging for stuff. And like this last one with Paul McCartney, which I don't know if we're going to get to. Yeah. I don't think it's worthy, but basically he just wanted to dig into the past and Paul wanted to live in the future or the yes. present. Yeah. And it was just Lennon this and, you know, how, how do you write a song? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many instruments do you play? And it was like, come on already. Just total, total Wig Farley show. He, and, and also, and Paul, give Paul credit. He's not as ornery as Ringo is. He will talk yeah. about old stuff and be a little more polite about things, but mm-hmm. he absolutely wants to talk about whatever he's doing now because he's living in the now. That's a positive way to be when you're his age, making new music, regardless of people care about it, which most people don't. Most fans just want to hear, Hey, fucking Jude till the, the cows, till the cows come home. And, yeah. um, and that's, that's their prerogative. I, I, I admire what Paul's trying to do, even if I don't give a fuck about his new music generally. But, um, you know, Wig's too stupid. He's got this tunnel vision. He would just want to talk about sticky fingers and he want to talk about, you know, Mick, uh, Mick, Mick Taylor. And he want to talk about fucking Brian Jones. And, uh, it's just anyway. Well, not only that, but he drags on for two hours with these bigger musical icons like Eddie yes. Vedder oh. was a three and a half hour saga. Jesus. Elton John was like an hour and 45. Yes. Paul McCartney was pushing I think two hours. I could be wrong on that, but considering he's interviewed him like three times and it's the same interview every time. Every time. It's it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Machine Gun Kelly was two hours, if I missed my guess. <laughs> it was almost two hours. Machine Gun Kelly was not Paul McCartney. <laughs> I just wanted to say this for all the people that have made comments on our Facebook and YouTube pages that they don't listen anymore and they really enjoy these breakdowns. I just want to assure you, you made the right decision. I am more than happy to do this for you and to let you know that you have your free time back. You are ready to go out in the world because all it takes is like two to three hours with us, maybe six times a year. Right. And you will know the show inside and out like we do, but you won't have the PTSD. You won't have the trauma. But if you do want that, you can join our group and enjoy the the hysteria that is the great people there. I just can't say that enough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I am I'm laughing at work like some kind of asylum patient. And people look at me like I'm talking to myself, I'm giggling, I'm putting my head in my hands. They have no clue what I'm doing. But it's, it is something that it's like we're a special group of soldiers performed to do one thing and we do it and we kill it. We are amazing what we do. So yeah. pat on the back to me and everybody else that has ever been there. I'm not going to name names. There's too many people and they know who they are. They know I love them and... That's my plug, but thank you guys and people who unsubscribe from Sirius. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I won't even bother. You know what? I won't even bother adding a applause effects because that was just so good. So it's, it says it all. I, and anyway, so we continue. He's done this with the stones. He's bitched and moan. And mostly it's the time of fucking day. He keeps doing these morning fucking shifts. Mick Jones, Mick Jagger doesn't get his heart started until fucking 10 o'clock. And then he's, when he's finished doing Coke off a fucking 19 year old stripper, uh, then, you know, model. 
he um he goes and jogs and he does like, Mick Jagger is a type A personality. And he's way too smart. He yes. knows that it would drop their brand down if they did oh, this completely. show. By yeah. not going on it, it keeps their brand value up. Completely. And he's not doing a free interview. If you want Mick, you're going to have to pay. Yeah. Madonna, who knows pay. the fuck the, how that worked out. You had to switch your schedule for her. But you won't switch your schedule for the fucking Stones? Fuck you. Robert Plant did the show. But, you know, the Stones, they're, Elton John has done the show. But they're so fucking important, they can't, they can't do it. Why bother? Can't come here and so he's he's now, now it's they can't now he's getting ornery and pissed about it. But if they agreed to do it, he'd be kissing their ass. And Absolutely. we're going we're going to be covering the Robert Plant interview guys soon. And uh, I'm going to before before we get into that, Sam and I are going to go through clips of him disparaging Zeppelin like up up and down. And um, it's it just to illustrate he's just a phony piece of shit. And, uh, if you're big enough at that time, and if he can get you, he's all over you. But if you're not, if you're nothing at that moment, fuck you. What use of you to me? Are you to me? It's a must listen for any stern hater. If you haven't heard it, the Robert Plant interview, it's yep. a must listen. Yep. Honor my audience. Right, Robin? That's right. That's right. How dare they? How dare How they? How dare they? Yeah, they wouldn't be any good anyway. What have they done? <laughs> Fucker! Incredible the amount of good music those guys put out. I'm now wishing they. I wish they would do this so I could fucking put this clip together and every other clip of him <laughs> bitching about them <laughs> and do a walkthrough of that shit stain interview he's going to do. It's gonna be like second or third last t- swirl down the toilet. I don't even if he's just even if Charlie Twats comes on, uh, he is <laughs> he, he is going to fucking that would that would be my ultimate interview him with Charlie Watts. Oh my lord! Anyway, oh, just crazy. It's amazing, and it would be just so great to have any of them, you know, yep. Keith or Mick, but they can't. No, I'd even take. Can't. I'd even take Charlie Watts. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll get back to them, and they'll enjoy this. So the next yeah. clip we're going to play is "Shaming Shuli." Um, that was. It's part of a little. Uh, there's a few names mentioned, but Shuli's in there. And this is, of course, January 5th, guys. And we now know Shuli's gone and he's mocking him, like on the way let's, out the door. Let's just say today is, uh, for future purposes, people who won't listen to this right away, the day we're recording this when we found out was January 23rd. Yeah. So that was 18 days after he was last seen on the show. Mm hmm. So I put together a panel, a crack panel of staffers to highlight some of the moments from a year like no other, really. This is all from 2020. All from 2020. And then let me let me show you the superstar staff. First up, J.D., a guy who can who only mumbles. What a perfect guy <laughs> to talk about 2020 and some of the highlights. Thank you. And then you got Gary, who when he's not organizing his vinyl, he's <laughs> taking his very old camera out and. Yeah. And taking black and white. <laughs> He's finally decided to shoot yeah. and film again. And then you got Jason who's eating himself to death. Not slowly, quickly. He's just like the cats over at fucking Stalag Skeleton. Just eat. Yeah, go ahead, Raven. Just listen to Robin giggle while he says all that. Mm-hmm. About and eating. Jason eating himself to death. Yeah. More until he sweats and passes out. And then you got Shuli, who in the middle of the pandemic decided... 
hell, the show's in New York. I'll move to uh, Alabama. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I got a great plan in life. It's going to work out well. Yeah, the epicenter of uh, the universe. Uh, then you got Wolfie. What can we say about Wolfie? I mean, geez, I don't. I, I... Now, so 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 Shuli's there on the on the call for this particular day. But right. he has to know he's on the way out the door anyway. So oh, I can imagine sure. Shuli just going, okay, this is what I got to fucking do. All these calls in from Vegas, and this is what I got out of it? Okay. So like Sam, I have movie references too. Yes. Sleeping with the enemy when Julia Roberts has to escape her abusive husband. She <laughs> makes tons of plans in advance. Yeah. That's what Shuli has done. He has mm -hmm. made his escape plan. He's moved his family. He's adopted a cat, a dog. He started a Twitch channel. He's got puppets. He's well on his way to a new life. Mm -hmm. But he just didn't cut the cord until today. Yeah. So you he think didn't he flush his wedding ring down the toilet until today and jump in the ocean and pretend he drowned on a right. boat like Julia Roberts. <laughs> okay well i haven't seen the film I, I do remember the 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 heyday of it but uh that was in that when she could she could have released uh i don't know her reading the phone book and it would have made shitloads of money she was so hot <laughs> after after pretty woman his favorite film it's so barely what home. i don't even, about wolfie <laughs> i don't even have anything funny to say about wolfie that's how much i barely know him like i wasn't even i didn't realize he's on a panel i didn't know he worked here <laughs> now that was i thought was also interesting that's why i kept playing this clip but i'm glad you kept it wolfie is an employee now for sure he has been yeah. and so but he's going to take over he's going to wrangle the whack packers if they bother to come in anymore yeah he's going to do all the wacky shit He's yep. going to go to conventions. He's going to contact people with fetish shit. And yep. I mean shit, like scat yes. fetish. Oh, oh yes, he guys, you have no idea. He's going to handle all the whack pack. And um, listen, like, he gave him such a horrible intro. And Wolfie acknowledged it. He's like, thanks for the great intro. Sarcasm yeah. alert. Yeah. And Howard basically says, I don't even know anything about this guy. That is such a passive aggressive NPD power like, Yeah. Fuck you. Like, you got to prove your shit. And he's been working there. I so, uh, one of our great questioners on Facebook, I wish I had a better retention for names, asked how long he's been an employee there. I yeah. said, well, he's been associated with the show for like 10, maybe 15 years. Sure. Because he's the brother in law of Will, Will Murray, allegedly. Mm -hmm. No. No proof 100%, but that's the word on the street. Right. And he's wiggled his way into this position, and it's been a gradual thing. You, we've noticed it on our live threads that he's contacting the Whack Packers more and more. And we're like, right. where's Shuli? And that's why we thought Shuli got fired a long time ago. Right. But now all the pieces have fallen into place. So it was just like a phasing in, phasing out. And maybe Shuli alerted them. Who knows? I, yeah. I don't know for sure. We only know that it happened really more in earnest in the last year that Wolfie made him his presence more visible, I guess, I guess than in, you know, right. whereas he sort of, he was rarely heard from in any given year for years. And then suddenly no, he starts. He was, uh, Wolfie did like the wing bowl. Wolfie would go to like the, um, uh, the furry conventions where people dressed up as like stuffed animals and had sex. He went to like the bear and twink. I don't even know the name of it. Oh my God. I'm so bad right now. Sorry. Corona brain. But, but it, um, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be once a month. Wolfie. What's that? 
it wouldn't be once a month though. Like how often would you, would no. you hear from him? Oh, once Quar- a quarter, qu- quarterly, once, twice a year. Okay. Maybe it depends okay. on like yeah. how many things he could attend. But once the pandemic came, mm-hmm. Wolfie couldn't go to those things anymore, That's but somehow right. he found this Charlie guy who's into scat and uh-huh. cock and ball torture and dominatrix. And he, like, they're really trying to make this happen. I'm just mm-hmm. warning you guys. It's yep. going to be ugly if it does. Yep. <laughs> uh, nice way to sneak in. Great way to go, Wolfie. You. <laughs> and then you got Sal, and we know about him. We got Ronnie, but, you know, uh, let, let me let me get to... Uh, I'll... So the next bit is this is where we start getting into the porn and dildo reviews. So the, we'll go to dildo reviews first because, uh, anyway... Um, nothing like a 70 year old giving porn reviews to kiss your sex drive. Goodbye. Good. I'll tell you what, I just love to eat that asshole out and just slide my dick in there afterwards, man. That's, that's, that's my fantasy. Just let me stick it in your ass, baby. And I'll come right in your ass. Never even take my dick out. Just leave it in there. If you guys really want to blow a fucking load, this is the movie to watch. What do you mean by that? There's a lot going on there. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> what do you mean that, by that? <laughs> I had to reclip that just to get that quote in there by Wiggy. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is 70. Okay. And he's licking okay. ass and he wants to stick his dick and come in her ass. So, yeah. Hey, how's everybody doing? How's your yeah. Sunday? So, the next one is Ronnie's fart porn review. Big booty Savannah Fox makes him big for farts. He's got his nose buried in her asshole. <laughs> Get your barf bags ready, guys. She's in a bar in panties, and then she starts farting in his face, and he's going, mm, oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah, oh, so good. And then she's telling him, thanks for helping me get rid of my gas. I'm glad you're helping me. Oh, yeah. My stomach's feeling so much better. I could have sworn at one point I saw a fucking brown spot in a fucking panties. Oh, yeah. I hope she's shit in his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy was just- I'm telling you right now, guys and girls listening to this, this is what the boss wants because this is yeah. what he craves. This is all oh. fetish for him. There's not a, 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 a you know, this is as deviant as you can fucking get. I mean, it gets deep more, it gets even more so, but this is straight out of the boss's mind. This is your future five years, everybody. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Howard Stern show. And uh, thank you, Jennifer Witz. Thank you, Marcy Turk. <laughs> I don't know how you sold your souls, but uh, I it, I I'm kind of speechless it. right now. I just. I, you clipped these. <laughs> you listened live. I clipped <laughs> these because it's important to let people know what they're not missing. Yeah, absolutely. And so the other thing is, guys, you, if you recall, Wiggy would do these reviews on the show himself really poorly. And still yeah. sound like a demented old crotchety old fuck. And uh, like, so now to get Ronnie, it's even creepier, like creepier squared. But uh, it's clearly just right up his alley. Sick fuck. This ain't my deal. I would never watch that shit. Especially when you don't get to see her asshole or nothing. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Give me more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably a good thing you didn't see her asshole because she probably did shit. <laughs> but then again, that would be cool. I would have fucking laughed my ass off if she shit on his fucking nose. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Okay, I, I think I, that, I guess I'll put all of that one I can take because we got a couple more to get through. This one, this one is called Ronnie's Gay Porn Review. That's bad. We had Ronnie review, boy, uh, we had Ronnie review a gay porn, gay porn. Oh, great, okay. Yeah, nice. um, <laughs> Ronnie reviewed a video about a security guard who catches a shoplifter. Let's see his review on this, you know, he does with his new job. Okay, so the first one is called Twink Caught Shoplifting Fucked by Bear Security Guard. You can get down on your knees. The other thing is also I remember is specifically Howard loves when there's these porns that are like these power dynamics, like imbalanced power dynamics. So it's always master and slave, you know, babysitter, you know, parent. There's stuck porn where like a woman's hand is stuck down like a um, garbage disposal and she can't get it out. And the guy's <laughs> fucking her from behind. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about shit. Fuck. I'm just creeps. losing my mind, guys. I'm sorry. I I really pulled these just for an example. But like the more I listen to them, it's like my third time listening to this shit. And the anger is just fucking welling up. I suck my cock. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what a bear is. I'm assuming a bear is like a, an older guy. Because the guy is an old fucking dude. And the guy he gets shoplifting is like this young guy who looks so fucking innocent and shit. And then he gets him in his back room and scares the piss out of him. And, and he's like, uh, this is the rules. Take your clothes off or I'll call the fucking cops. Ooh, yeah, go ahead. Projection alert for the boss. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Boss is the old guy projecting onto a young, innocent, whatever, twink. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Keep going. The next yeah. one is way worse than this. Oh, but oh let's, yes. That's let's what... plow through this guy. <laughs> I, I saved it. <laughs> this goes soft. I'm calling the cops. This, this kid looked like he was scared shit out of his mind when he got this guy took out his cock. And oh, this, this guy's cock was like the weirdest looking fucking thing. The old guy, it came up. And then it curved and went straight out. And when this kid put that guy's dick in his mouth, it was like, it was funny as piss, man. Oh, okay. We're almost through this one, guys. Bear with us. Keep going. Hang in there, guys. There you go. But then, once he started fucking him in the ass, the kid looked like he was enjoying it. But he looked like, when when he started fucking him in the ass, even though he looked like he was enjoying it, he still looked like he was in a lot of pain because that guy had the weirdest looking fucking dick. It had to be hurting the kid. Whatever. That's that's my interpretation of that fucking deal. (laughs) You mean that's the script they gave you to read, asshole? Go ahead. Yep. Kudos to Ronnie for giving the boss exactly what he would want to hear, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. My humble Raven Alexis yep. opinion. That is right up Wiggy's alley, and he might be jerking off to that right now. Oh, certainly. And this last one, or second last clip, is called Ronnie's Toilet Porn Review. And I did not mis I did not misread that, guys. <sighs> So uh, we're, we're reviewing a porno called Toilet Fuck. This guy, this guy's like a psychopath. He grabs this girl by the hair, drags her ass into the fucking bathroom, into the fucking toilet. Go ahead. <laughs> we needed to cut that one up a little bit anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> we know that Wiggy is infamous for hating women and hating vagina. Yep. So what else would be perfect? This was like the capper of all the porn reviews. He's playing these in order of the way I recorded them chron- yep. chron- chronologically. Yeah. 
this just gets worse. You guys, you have 51 more seconds of this. And this is just the beginning. So also, good luck. Hold on. Have a stiff drink. Pause it if you have to. And come back for more. We're almost done. I promise. I'm just, this is my public service. This is your message. PSA. Yeah. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We just lost a thousand subs when, when this comes out. <laughs> well, listen, the, the other thing is it also includes what he loves best, which is beyond gay stuff is scat. Anything yeah. related to shit, his asshole. And we'll get into that with later, more recent days, guys. When, when, uh, oh. Charlie, the fetish guy, the, the feces eat. I'm not joking. And so for that one, Sam, even if the bills aren't playing, go watch a lacrosse game, uh, do anything other than <laughs> yeah, <don't laughs> listen, listen to this. Sam. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to give you that one. I'll give you the heads up for that. But Sam, um, I got your back totally a hundred percent on this one. <laughs> so it keeps it. So the other thing is the only thing wrong with this particular one is it involves involved vagina. So I don't know why they forced it down Ronnie's throat. And then he just throws her head down on his cock. She's sucking a good cock. Then all of a sudden, this motherfucker starts beating her face with his fucking heart on. Like, beating. And then um, he, bends her, he bends her over the fucking toilet bowl. And he's got her head in the fucking toilet. In fucking, in the water. Ah, okay. 29 seconds, guys. And uh, I don't know if you find this particularly moving or sexual, I suggest, uh, you know, maybe Emmanuel, uh, out in space is a little too, uh, highbrow for your porn needs. Maybe <laughs> you shouldn't be going to <laughs> go ahead. I like to suggest like a hobby, like knitting, crocheting, yeah. <laughs> crocheting, <laughs> <Needlepoint>. <laughs> collect baseball cards, something. And he shoves his fucking cock right in her ass. Like no lube, no nothing. Just jams it in and she's fucking screaming. Then <laughs> he rips her head out of the toilet bowl, opens up her mouth, fucking comes in her mouth. And then he starts beating her face again with his fucking cock. Like he had a club. Oh, he got me well fucking worked up, this guy. I wanted to kick this guy's fucking ass. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm lost for words, believe it or not. <laughs> Why? Well, that's because you're normal, dude. You don't belong on the show. Listen, those drops, I don't know if they're from the actual porn. I'm thinking those are Fred drops. Yeah. Only because if her head is in the toilet, wouldn't the noise be garbled? Who's miking that up? Is yeah. her mouth in the water? Like, I have so many questions, and they're not questions that I should be asking like <laughs> i, I want to i want to see what the craft services table looks like at these porn <laughs> shoots <laughs> how do you casually eat like cheese and crackers when this is like you're in between shots of toilet porn oh. so this last clip guys ronnie getting sassy about dildo reviews it's real short no, no, so the weird time, no dude the last you're time you brought ball. it up on the air you you made a whole thing out of it like Oh, what the fuck do I need him for now? <laughs> well, what do I need you for? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. I'm trying to figure out what <laughs> to do with Ronnie on the... I'm trying to figure out what to do with Ronnie on the air. Yep, go ahead. Degrade and devalue. Yes. That's how absolutely. Wiggy gets his price. He mm -hmm. beats him down, makes him feel incompetent, mm -hmm. undervalued, and pieces of shit. And then 
he'll throw them like a low ball offer of like, here's 15 grand. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. bullshit. And be like, all right, here's 20 grand. Mm-hmm. Where Ronnie was probably making easily six figures. Oh, yeah. And now he's lucky if he buys him a fucking pool for his backyard. Christ. I don't know. I don't know what pools cost. That's probably not my territory. But here. He's just... not getting him water rings. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's, uh, you know I mean? Like, noodles. <laughs> noodles, yeah. So now uh-huh. I got him reviewing porno films. Oh, okay. So I think it's a good uh, role for him. Yeah, and I hope he's going to continue to uh, test out sex toys for us. Yeah, that's going to be his role. I mean, I got to find something for him to do. He's not not dry. What? As long as my dick is working, I'll be trying things out. (laughs) And your asshole. Right. Yeah, let's not forget that. Yeah, I should play you some of Ronnie's reviews in the so that one should have gone before. I'm sorry, guys. The way I clipped them was the, yeah, I missed that one, but I'm sure you'll forgive me. Anyway, Raven. <laughs> no, I think it's good to bring everybody back down to reality after that. We don't want to end off a cliff, which is where the show is going. But just remember, when this contract is up, Ronnie's going to be 75. Mm-hmm. 75. Yeah. Doing porn reviews. Doing sex toy uh reviews just and and he is totally pushing wiggy into the howard hughesdom by doing this he's giving him exactly what he wants so is ralph so is chris wilding so is king of all blacks marianne these Mm -hmm. are his crutches and i used to say this a long time ago i used to count the crutches on the show of everybody who's working but wiggy yes not counting um robin or fred and it got as high as like 18 to 20 per show. If oh, yes. you count the voices of fake people, I'm not counting even fake callers. Right. Or fake emails or the victory laps he does on the week before. Like he spends 30 minutes on reviewing the day before a show. Mm-hmm. That's free fucking content. He doesn't have to lift a finger. He's just pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. So again, people who canceled your subscriptions, I applaud you. Yeah. I think you're it's doing weird. a great service. If I had a superhero ability, it would be to encourage people to cancel subscriptions and to just subscribe to us. Let us do the let us do the hard work and you can just coast through, you can skip through us and you could skip through 5 minutes of us at a time and be like, "Oh, yeah, that's what I figured." So, yeah, certainly on the breakdown. Yeah, give us your subscriptions, you cheap fucks. Um I I <laughs> saying the <laughs> <laughs> no, the idea is the idea. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll give you, Oh, by the way, Kayla, the picture with the bass, super hot. Uh, uh there's it. something, there's something You're about women girl. playing. There's something about women playing instruments that automatically makes them hotter. I don't know what it is. Um, it's something, I don't know, maybe I'm just not refined and I don't know, but either way, um, I think that, uh, Ronnie is happy to do this if he's in Vegas. I think he's happy to do this because it gives him a little bit of notoriety still, but he doesn't actually have to be there putting up with his bullshit. He just has to literally read the script that Wilding, this jizz drenched script that Wilding has sent him and, uh, you know, just do this and we'll record it and we'll play it. You won't even have to be live. And I bet yeah, that's pretty much how it's going to be. Ronnie bit totally. remote. Yeah. He, he's made a compromise. Yep. And I mean, sure, it's going to be, like you said, for money, absolutely, but not a lot of money. Just enough to keep him doing it, but not enough to, you know, yeah. Go ahead. It's a deal with the devil. Yeah. He gets to live where he wants 
but he doesn't get to do what he wants. He has to still be a puppet for the show. Yeah. So we'll either way we wish, and we wish no, uh, no ill will on Ronnie. I know a lot of people no. love him. Although <laughs> Gina Bobina, I don't know if you're going to like Ronnie after you hear this, but, uh, this porn, these porn reviews, you might think differently of him, but I don't know, uh, different strokes for different folks. Uh, anyway, guys, we, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to us, subscribing, tuning in. Um, we, we, as far as we know, we know we're on, uh, we know we're on Podbean, of course. So that's the main gig. Spotify, we're on. Uh, tune, tune in radio, uh, Player FM. Apparently, we're on Apple Podcasts. But you guys with iPhones and shit, you'll have to check that for yourself because uh, I, I did all the legwork but couldn't get through. So, uh, as far as I know, we we may be on there. We may not. Check it out and let me know in the comments, please. Yeah, let and, us know. I'm a Android girl, so I have no clue. Same. And I can't access Spotify from where I am, so uh, I just know how many downloads we get from there. Either way, uh, continue to send in the comments, join our Facebook page. I'm on Twitter at, at Fillmore Fingers. I believe I'm the lone Twitter holdout now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I have quit Twitter. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, so, guys. Find me on Facebook. Yeah, it's easy enough to do. Make an account. God, Jeremy Shepard did it so fast, and he got even a be- he came up with a better name in the process. He's on his third account. Third. <laughs> Kayla's Facebook. on her second. Yeah. Brendan on his second. You guys yeah. love you guys. You're amazing. I'm on my I'm on my second. I don't even know You're what I got. You're on your second. Hell exactly. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So have fun with it, guys. <laughs> we love you and uh, stay safe. Bye.